Alliance. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. Grain of rice. A, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Good morning, Valentine's Day. How are you all doing? Good boy. Good How are you? Did you get the rash of this morning, Valentine's morning? No, no, they were all gone to school and work and everything. Ah, up, so. Yeah. Get the rash on the black pudding in the Friday. Bit of toast, early. Is it? Well, I suppose you'll be bringing her to Castle Martyr tonight, like as well, Jackie. Will you? Yeah, Sunday. It's at a weekend. It's a the weekend? full weekend. Sure, Monday yeah, night's not bad you. Like, you. You can just cancel, cancel some pension meeting in the morning and just walk the horses and stuff. I should do talk here with the horses now. We're skint after Saturday, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. The food picker didn't deliver. Oh, will you stop? And in fairness, like, you know, to the new owners, in fairness, they came up trucks after podcast there last week. We got a few shares sold during the week. I'm glad to say we had a great night in Port Leash on Saturday night. Had a good few pints. Had to stay over. And uh, Paddy, O'Hara, thanks very much for your hospitality. And I'm still suffering a small little bit, and um, I woke up to a lovely picture of a new cold fall on Sunday morning, and I was on duty for so she had him herself. So it was a great weekend all over there. If you fell out of Burton's window, you'd land in a suit. Yes, true. I'm surprised <laughs> they weren't before the stewards. Welcome, Balna Hinch. Welcome, Balna Hinch. Shut up for a minute. I would welcome our, our guest this week, Shane McGrath. How are you doing, Shane? Good, lads. Let's have a little message for you here as well. I don't know. Can you see that there? Well, bring it up another bit. Tip her back. Tip her back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're going to sweep her, mister. <laughs> no, no, we're going, we're going to a short passing game, Dela. We're not yeah. going to sweep her. <laughs> I, I think Larry said to me last night, he was in he was in, he was was in in the hallowed ground, of course. He won't, he won't even call it Turles, but he said, uh, Tip have now gone to... Tip have now gone to seven or eight lateral presses and still a long ball in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I was down in Edis yesterday, you know, and uh, oh, oh. the short passing was going on there, but you still have the generation, no more so than a lot of your stores down there, Dale, and they'll just say, will you hit it in, will you? And I'm sure that was going on in Simple Stain as well. But sure, look, these things take time. It won't be for everyone, but if you have oh. a bit of success, the management team feel that this, this might suit their style of playing, and I suppose we'll have, we'll have to see early doors, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and in fairness to Cullum, it's a kind of a good one for him to get, you know, like one over Kilkenny's always more important to you than anyone else. So um we 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 give that we talk about it again a bit. Um I got I missed the first 15 minutes, but I, I saw the rest of it. I was coming out for minutes as well. And by God over with the great unwashed at the far side in the park, which the TV uh TG Catter um on numerous occasions cameraman and numerous times like if you're picking your nose or anything, TJ, you were in big trouble. And <laughs> only for my two daughters had their makeup on and stuff. They'd have been awful given out, like you know. But anyway, sure. Look, there's no uh, just such thing as bad publicity, I suppose. In some ways. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, Kevin O'Regan and Colin Higgins as well were absolutely riddled with texts and everything. And, and but uh, yeah, it was one of those ones where the crowd are just going, "Will you let it in?" <laughs> and then you glance up to your right hand side, and there's actually no one above, only Shane Meehan. <laughs> and three Matthew Hanlon maybe and Liam Ryan and a few more on him and he, like he's about five yeah. foot 
seven and the yeah. t- t- three boys are six foot three like you know so it's look spectators just have to learn to see it evolving now they're they're right at times because there was one uh puck out from ever Culligan, he just lettered it down the length of the field the next thing shan him caught it and was one and one and mark fanning made one of the most unbelievable saves i've seen in a long That's time it. and that was a feature the weekend lads some of the goalkeeping was just unreal in all the games um we'll talk about that i suppose look despite harry ruddle despite mickey morn kilku despite the gunners despite henry shefflin's galway there's only one story in Ireland this morning, lads, and it's not the LA Rams. It's Super Bowl Monday. We could be going for a shite. There's only one story, lads. It's a man after move. It's moving there on the fantasy hurl and in association with one row. And Han the Queen has gone top of the celebrity overall table. This is our own one. 370. 370. Points. Like, there's two people have to be congratulated here. One is Pam McKay and one is Charlie Landers. Because your man, your man doesn't even know the team. Like, <laughs> like not alone is he top of this, he's third in our listeners. He's fourth in the overall fantasy hurling, right? He's third in our listeners. Now, that'll tell you, lads, just to, on a short note there, if you go well in, our, in our, our listeners' table, you're going to be going well in the overall because he's he's third in this. He's fourth in the overall fantasy hurling. Like, go, on, the yeah. go on, the queen. I tell you, how would you do it, Mark? 370. Well, look, Dela. What's the secret? What was the secret like? Sat down with a cup of tea there, you know, on um, Wednesday and Thursday. I was looking at my options and I, I saw y'all had Jason Ford as a captain. So I said, the one thing I got to do here is that I got to switch my captain. And I had, as you know, I had a good feeling in my water about the Waterford lads at the weekend. We picked Belly Gunner. To get over the line in the other and final, we said, no, we put a lot of luck on that one, I can tell you. And I said, look, Stephen Bennett's my man. So, and poor old Nyland, I spotted he wasn't playing, and he wasn't in the subs either. So, Shefflin got to work to Chef. Are you going Chef to leave him back, off the weekend? Chef, are you me back? back. Marco, <laughs> so, I, I listened to Shefflin, the 10-time All-Ireland winner. That was a good call from Shefflin, so... Caught in a couple of strokes, Dela, and thankfully the Queen delivered in fairness. 370 points. Is that a record? I'd say it's up there. I don't know. We'll have to get Cahill uh, there from Owen Rua to, to confirm is it some kind of a weekly record. I, I'd say it is. Like, And you've Antrim next like as well, Waterford, so you won't be changing the captain. I've no Antrim. I don't think I'll be changing the captain. I, I'm just the big question now for the couple of experts that are on the, the pad there this morning. Will you be changing your captain, Dan? That's we the big question. Be, there's no transfer window for this next no one. No transfer window, yeah. How's it gone? Oh, Jesus. What we need now, Dale, is we need Liam to give Stephen Bennett no rest. Sure, you'd have to give him a rest after those couple of games and we're, like, we're all back in the game then. Surely, Parik Mahoney, Shane, and a couple of more need to get back in there hitting a few frees. And, 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 you know. Yeah, I definitely. I so. I, I probably, for sure, Harry Ruddle probably has to feature as well at this stage. And, <laughs> and he won't be able to walk. What do you if, want he's to not, walk? if he's not too busy. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be he'll be got on the covers for a couple of weeks there, no Shane, I'd say, after winning the All-Ireland. And I tell you, what a goal. Ryder Rovers, Dale, as you said yourself. Ryder Rovers, yeah, he... You probably do till about Wednesday in the clubhouse to be getting sick you're in Thursday, so you, you move out to the pubs locally. And then you probably have to go out to Dungarvan Friday evening, like you know, to see oh, I'd how say straight, I'd say I'd say straight to Coppers for him, Dale. I'd say up oh, to, up, to, up, 
up to Dublin, new suits for the whole lot of them, and into coppers that night. That's the only job for it. But Boar's head first of the cup. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to yeah. all the belly going across, we were a bit harsh on you after the Lockmore match there, here on this podcast, lads. But you're welcome to Morty Brown's with that cook, Tommy Moore, if you want to come up as well. I put on sandwiches for you. There's no problem. Yeah, Marco, just, just to say, like, and uh, TJ, at the other side of that there, um, you're lucky. Glen Rovers finest, who's now living in a 3.4 million mansion on the Blackrock Road. Shawnee McGrath stayed in the fantasy or didn't make any changes at all, I don't think. Yeah, I'm kind of struggling this moment. But I'm only 100 points off Marco, and you know what? I give myself a small chance to catch them. He'll slip up somewhere along the way, Steve. In a minute, it will be rested. Uh, at 290, I would have been happy with that. And like yourself, Dale, with 332 in a normal week. But he blew us out of the water. I suppose credit where credit is due, Marco. He got the bit of stick for the last couple of years. He's, after changing his management team, masterstroke by Landers, and has put him to the top of the league, in fairness. I think I was I was being well handicapped there for the last couple of years, down near the bottom, like, you know? So, I, I said 2022. The COVID killed me as well, like, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed out, like, so. I'm starting to venture out again now. I've managed to make Nace and... Uh, on uh, Saturday, so uh, you know, a bit of freeing up now and getting to talk to fellas again. What's the story with the crap leg? Two rounds of the league. What's this thing? What's the story, like? What's that no, thing? There's, there's, no, there's no cups in February, like. Well, I'm just looking at the league table this morning and I see oh, yeah. top okay. of the league as well, like. So it's a bit is of a fantasy hurling going on and off the field. Is there a cup for top of the league, you know? TJ, your man is after giving us a tipper back, and there's a cock flag on yeah. it. Tell you, the, the Empire don't be long striking back, TJ. Uh, and and, and Dela, Dela, you said it last week. Was there a mini crisis in Limerick? We'll have to discuss that again now. We will. We will. We'll get to it. You went to you went to Nace Saturday, Mark. There was an awful lot of money on the two. There was an awful lot of money on the two picker, but he met with a misfortunate bump at the first hurdle, did he? He did, unfortunately. He got carried out there, lot, and uh, Matt McDonough said he did very well to stay on top of him, though, actually. He probably should have pulled him up, actually, at that point, um, because he was away back to poor old fella. And um, like, and, and the new owners were there as well, which was kind of embarrassing. But you know what? They were happy enough afterwards because he, he started to settle again a bit. And um, it was a, he got a nice education you know, after being nearly taken out of the first so. We'd be hoping, Dale, at some stage we might be able to collect a bit of um, a gold medal someplace. But unfortunately for all the people that took the price on me in Golden Park and also took the price on Saturday, beware, Carver Kenanby, beware Jen, of the dog. Jane, do you have a couple of lads that have to be kept back a year in the school? Like you would not. It used to happen in my time anyway. He was kept oh. back in fifth. <laughs> See, they're sending them to school now, Dale, and they nearly have they have two or three years of school done, so they're only coming yeah. in for the crack now, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's a bit like the tool learned. picker now, kid. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> you got right, a good yeah. bit of learning, TJ. Did you ever hear the bit of it? I did, and in fairness to Marco, I was talking to him on Saturday morning, and he told me he was going to be ridden cold. <clears throat> what he didn't tell me was it was going to be freezing cold. He was so far <laughs> off. He was so far off. And in fairness to Mark, he was kind of happy out. I still thought it was a, a lot underneath him, but yeah. I would say to the listeners the next day, whenever that is, two miles. He pull might, him again, you stop. Might be better going the other way around, Marco. Does it, does it going right handed? No. Um, yeah, let's. Well, yeah, he, he 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 did actually go very well in Punchestown. Going is that clockwise? They call that clockwise. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I just, he was just a bit far back, I think. The, the bump definitely knocked him out of his stride. But um, no, he got a, he got a good uh, he got a good education, now, I would say. And he's a, he, look, as you know, in the bumper runs he had, he ran very freely. So just needed to make sure that he get around properly. And uh, look, we'll have another day out of him, sir. But there might yeah, be you... one there might be one share available there, lot. But unfortunately, for the fellas that snapped up the six grand, the price has gone up to seven and a half thousand now for a ten percent share. So you just have, you just have no... the angels going. After after running stink and finishing a bad sixth, the price goes up. I don't get it. Like, well, it is hard to believe this now, right? But I got two phone calls after the race to say, "Was the horse for sale?" So there's obviously some shrewd fellas out there think something more than I do. So I just have to put up the price, unfortunately. But for the people who took the first special offer, thank you very much. More to follow, which I suppose leads on to the racing club as well, Dela. That we've yep. had our initial meeting and on. we're on the move, it's on the way. Be patient with us, and we are getting there in huge strides. I have to say, can yeah, we give yeah. the name of the racing club, teacher? Oh, I think so. I think, I, th I think it's synonymous with ourselves. So, the, na the name of the club is going to be Too Old, Too Slow, Too Four Social Racing Club, Mac. <laughs> yes, yes I agree because. This is going to be a real social aspect. And the one thing I like what you said the last day, TJ, was this is going to give people an opportunity to go to places that they haven't been before. That's, uh, yeah, to look, it'll be great crack, I'd say. There's no one going to make any money out of it unless you're lucky with punting or whatever, but you will have good fun, as TJ said. Uh, you, you will go to places you probably haven't been before for handy money and... Uh, yeah, we'll look at we'll we'll uh, we'll fill in we'll flush it out now more in the next couple couple of weeks because yeah. uh, we, we've we've more work to do. Um, great weekend, lads! Great weekends, Hurling. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Um, club final have to go out first. Like, what a game of ball! Um, what a fairy tale finish! Like as you said, Mark Ryder overs for Harry. Um, just before we go on, like, because Derek gave Belly Gunner, like, it was some spiff last night, in fairness to him. Um, and I suppose he's caught every one of them and had them in the school. And and, and I know they'll be big rivals now, they'll sell themselves. But yeah, yeah he, I thought he really gave it up to them last night. And it was a powerful speech. Um, but um, a, word, a word for Belly Hale Shamrocks, lads. Well, and what, what a performance now. They got sucker punched, Shane, like they've done so often to teams. But God, like, is Reed is Reed going to the top of the table nearly as the greatest? Like, for me, he is. Like, uh, I, you have arguments with people, and uh, the you know, there's the funny story that people say, like, is Henry Sheffin the, the great the greatest hurler of all time? And then someone says, sure, he's not even the best hurler in his club. Like, um, so you know, that's 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 TJ for me is you know, even that point lads in the second half, I think it was to put him what I have it down here. Put him 117, 114 up. Uh, they just went, went route one and uh, he just plucked it out of the sky and put it over the bar. He's just that's TJ's class, he makes everything look simple. But geez, I was doing a bit in Belly Hill last week, lads. I mean, that's the first match, in you as you all know now, first match they've lost cha knockout championship hurling since October 2017. And in the meantime, they've won four Kilkenny titles, three Leinster, and two All Irelands. Like, you know, I mean, the club is only 50 years in existence, they're, they're the greatest hurling club, bar none. You know, the greatest club bar known probably as well. So, I mean, look, you have to give them their dues. But I, I think James O'Connor, and 
maybe some of Ian might know James better than I do, but I mean, very honest on the pitch afterwards, I suppose it took a while to compose himself where he could come back out and do it. But he said, what I said was, we've been doing that to teams a lot this year and it's not nice to be on the other side of it. And, you know, like it was a super game, wasn't it, lads? I suppose second half in particular, first half, we, we weren't sure what was going to happen, but Jay's at home, second half. And like, we all wanted Belly Gunner, Belly Hale, I suppose. We did like, you know, they were the two farm clubs and, we just wanted them more so than we want to see maybe Liverpool and City face in the league, Premier League or whatever two horses there you're, you might have. I'm I'm like a lad with a surfboard now who turns up to compete in the Winter Olympics here. I haven't a clue what's going on, right? Just but, pay your uh, money. Just pay your money. I'll just, just keep going. I'll go for the crack. But uh, look, <laughs> unbelievable second half. And I suppose as neutrals, like I don't want to favour either side, but massive respect for both clubs. But I mean, I my I, I frightened the shite out of my little girl. She she jumped and started crying when Harry Ruddle got the goal. And it wasn't because they were going for Belly Gunner. It's because that's sport, like, isn't it? You know, and that's what yeah. the weekend was between everything, you know. And like it was uh it was just unbelievable stuff. I suppose one fella in particular, like there's lots of heroes in the Belly Gunner side, no more so than Harry Ruddle, as you mentioned, Hutchinson is he's gone to another level, lads. I think Liam Cahill is licking his lips going, I'm gonna get some serious, serious reward or serious return out of this guy this year in particular. But I suppose Shane O'Sullivan, uh, myself and Shane O'Sullivan both made our inter-county career um, debuts in the same year, uh, 06. And uh, like, as I said, I was uh, struggling to watch the match the other day. And Shane O'Sullivan, he's some warrior lad, you know, in fairness to him, still going. I know a lot of, a lot of emotion for him because he probably knows he mightn't get that chance again. But he's still fair fit from what I'm hearing in training. So... Unbelievable game. Picture of him at the end of it, uh, Shane. Yeah, yeah, you know. And he made just... a mistake for the goal. Now that ball beat him for the goal yeah. after after what yeah. a save again by Saki and the ball went through his legs and 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 Reed flicked it to the yeah. corner. But... And to win the free, to win the free, Dalo, oh. you know, it was some free by Parry Man, you know. And like you know, I suppose on a personal note for him, delighted for him. Uh, I asked him before would he mind sending a video to my godson, and my godson's obsessed with him, and. No bother at all. And I think that's... Look, lads, we all know 99.9% inter-county guys are top lads. You know, mm. sent the video. meant the world to the young lad. He was on a he was on a high for a month afterwards. But look, great uh, great success for Belly Gunner. They'll have a great week, month. You know, they'll they'll be doing well to get... Cal will do well to get him back before the end of the league, maybe. Yeah, and some of the scenes from the clubhouse last night would just... You'd just be saying we got close one time years ago. Sorry, Larry, if I mention it again, but uh, we didn't even get to the final. Now, but we're close, sorry, because poor. But uh, I can only imagine what it would have been like, like uh, back at the club and in the pubs in the village, and and uh, to see the scenes last night, like and uh, you know, even half time in the Super Bowl, we had um, your man Eminem, is it, and Snoop Dogg, and all those was a throwback, like it was a throwback, wasn't it? <laughs> One shot. I <laughs> said, "What are they going to come up with?" Like to come up, like, "Oh, jeez, it's unreal." And but um, yeah, I, there was yeah. a few shots on Twitter there from um their club uh last night. Um, the team were back, obviously, and and uh, Jesus was rocking. I'd say his body's strewn all over the place as we speak this morning. Can you imagine? Like, can you imagine what that'd be like? Uh, that Look, the, the, I suppose, look, we won a couple of counties with Killer and we won a county with Killy and uh, win the All-Ireland, obviously, and look, they're, um, they're great days, like there's no doubt about it, but to win an All-Ireland club, which our club, I'd say, must be just absolutely phenomenal, whether it's a junior, intermediate or senior, like it's the pinnacle for the club, and, and we've always made this point that, you know, I think the inter-county scene, being separated now from the club scene, that's huge, because without our clubs, Without the vibrancy of your clubs, 
you're not going to have an inter-county team and it'll slowly dwindle away and that's why the protection of the club is so, so important for the inter-county game. Now, if we don't mind the clubs, we're, we're, we're in a bad way. So uh, the scenes that you saw there, you know, the 15, 20, 25 years of bringing a lad from three and four or five years of age down to the nursery, throwing him in at under 10 and under 12 and then Probably the next big one is, is minor, trying to win a minor county with your, with, your, with your club and you're under 21 and then making your senior debut. And I see the comments there today of the younger lads and actually Shane O'Sullivan, great pitcher on the examiner today. I had him in UCC for two years involved with Fitzgibbon. He was a top-class guy, brilliant guy. The likes of John Tennyson was there now at the time as well. Herr Cronin, and Shane O'Neill from Corkworth were other guys. But Shane was a leader straight away. You could see it in him. And he had a huge respect for all his teammates, and vice versa now. He was a real leader. But, um, you know, he mentioned the, the, the amount of young fellas that came on for Valley Gunner yesterday. And, that, yeah, what a team is backbone by experienced fellas, it was still the younger lads he thought that got him over the line. So it's just brilliant, brilliant. And I would say my heart goes out to James O'Connor. I know James very well. He was yeah. involved with Killer for a couple of years with us. Brilliant guy. How he's not involved with an inter-county setup, I will never know. I, that's it's just amazing because he probably is the most successful club manager stroke coach uh, in, in the game at this moment in time. Won a county with Carrick Tool, got Farronius to an All-Ireland club against Tullerone, and even got, I think, um, Liz Moore got to a county semi-final a couple of years ago. And Ronnie Beaton in extra time against Belly Gunner or later on, so... He's a really, really wonderful man, and any inter-county setup would really, really um, be a better place for the likes of him. And just on the belly hail thing, you know, they probably had the game in the bag, and and they'll be kicking themselves that they didn't close it out. Fifty-eight minutes gone, four points up. They've all, you know, you'd be shocked if they didn't close it out. But that's testament to Belly Gunners' belief that they kept going and they got the goal at the very end. I, I you know. I'd say the goalkeeper was slightly unsighted, I would think, and it took a hop as well. So, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of fellas might say, oh, God, he was 30 metres out nearly when he struck it. But he was definitely the keeper, I think, was unsighted. But just, you know, just going back to TJ, and I, and I mentioned this last week, lads, what he did to St. Thomas with the, with the goals, the penalty that he struck, TJ, we, we saw that. But the penalty was a rocket, and the 21-yard free that was taken to the angle like, and I mentioned this about Ring. I never saw Ring, and, and he's, the stories of Ring are just incredible what he's able to do. And I will concur. Like, I think TJ Reid like, is definitely up there with Christy Ring. Like, I, I have to say that. Whether he's, whether he's better, I, I don't know. I'm not going to go into that. But, like, it's just phenomenal. He's a phenomenal player, and we're, we're really blessed to be around to see him playing at this moment. Yeah, Marco, I think to add to what Shane said there, I, I saw somewhere that it was his 25th senior final for Belly Hale, and like he was a major contributor and all that. So if you think about us small rural places trying to play in maybe one or two county finals, he's played in 25 senior finals, three county finals, Leicester finals, and our own clubs. It's just, it's just phenomenal. And he's been one of the main men in those 25 finals. Mm. But um, I suppose... Look, along the lines of what you said, it did look like and feel like for a while in the second half, this game was going away from Belly Gunner. They were five points down. Then Desi, a moment of magic, wins the ball. It's a 50-50 ball. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't, he didn't, it wasn't a handy ball out in front of TJ either. Oh, no, no, it was a 50-50 ball. And Darren Mullen had played well, like. 
Yeah, it, is, it was excellent. And Desi knew at that stage that five points down that they needed something. And um, in fairness, the keeper was definitely inside of there because Joy Holden was, was kind of blinding him. But a great goal to bring him back in the game. And then it felt like, again, that Benny Hale were just getting to grips with it and they were getting the scores a little bit easier. But you have to say, and I know some of the players in Bally Gunner spoke about the process afterwards, and they were obviously really well drilled and coached, even from the mental side of it. They knew this was going to be tough going down the stretch. And that is sport now, like in terms of being prepared for this. And I suppose Bally Gunner, like they've won eight county titles in a row. They've clearly said that they were hunting this, they wanted this, they've spoken about this. It was no fluke. And to go and achieve it, and in the way they achieved it, was just incredible. And never the final whistle to be blown. It is, as you said, Delo, right or over stuff. And I will say is, we said last week that if Belligan were to win this and break the mould for a Waterford club to win in Ireland, you could see it as being a factor. I know here in Limerick, like when Napierschik went on to win the Ireland club, and yeah. you know that, that, that was a big factor in knowing that look that your your club scene is as good as what's in the country. It's now a proven fact. I think this will have an effect on the Waterford players, the Waterford people. I think it'll do a lot for them. I think Derry called it right last night. So just a massive result for Belligan. And a massive result for Waterford. Yeah, I think yeah, Derek, Derek was saying that last night as well, wasn't he? There was a few fascinating matchups, Shane. Um, we touched on Desi and, and Darren Mullen. I thought Darren Mullen did an awful lot right for a lot of the game, you know, and played the percentages. But for me, one of the winning ones for them was Ian Kinney. I know and Cody, he he yeah. brilliant, brilliant match cornerback. He was I know you'd be saying man of the match was Desi or TJ, but I thought Ian Kinney nearly pound for pound. Did a remarkable job, and again was involved in the move for the goal, uh, and and paid, like calmness, like another player would have got that ball when he got it and just bait it down, like it's the last yeah. chance to get it up there. And I'm sure, a bit like we were talking about in Ennis and in Turles, most of the supporters and going over said, "You hit it down the field," like and, and Desi go catch another one and stick it, but they like just the way they worked it, and he was monumental in that. And what a marking job he did on Cody, especially in the second half. There were some battles in there, Dale, uh, in that line alone. Like Coughlin and Colin Finley had some battle. Like Jesus, yeah. two absolute warriors there, you know. Nothing like I'd say they wouldn't be simple now in the field either of them, you know, what they would be no quarter S or given there, like between the two of them. And Coughlin, like he just does the simple things right. But Kenny Kenny reminds me of 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 a Sean Finn Carl Barrett type player. Maybe not to the level of Finn and Barrett in, in an intercounty scene. What I mean, his composure on the ball, the confidence in himself. Remember in the second half, boys, the ball comes in and it's it's just maybe gone an arm's length from him, but he just taps it down and he knows he has a bit of space right in front of the goals and he carries it out. But I, I suppose, I think Mark said it as well, TJ, like to have the trust in yourself. We've all been in situations, lads, where we're down a point or two just to want to want to get it into the square. And everybody in the crowd wants him to get it into the square, but everybody in the field has a different feeling like... And mm. there isn't that level of nervousness maybe that you have in the crowd or as, as a manager or as coach, but to just work that ball and work the ball. And Les, what I, what I loved about Betty Gunner all year, and I, I don't know, do they focus on it or do they make it a point? Their stick passing straight to hand is is phenomenal. And a, a place like Crow Park only, only kind of adds to that really, doesn't it? It gives them the opportunity, yeah. top pitch, to let them do that. But watch all, watch all their ball to hands, the balls that mm. go directly to hand in, in some of their scores. But they want to go to hand all the time, you know. If, if fair enough, it's going down low to the ground, they'll 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 take a touch. But the ball to hand, the ball to hand, the composure to do it. They obviously trust in the system and how what a fitting song to come on. I think "Don't Stop Believing" came on. Um, we've all danced a few times with tops on and tops off to that to that song. I'm sure down through the years. But I mean, for that song to come on and uh, for them and, and as you said, lads, for for Watford hurling, 
I think Derek was a bit emotional there last night, Dalo, on the telly. Uh, um, I, I know Derek, you know, relatively well, not as well as you would, but you know, you could hear it in his voice that he was emotional. I think as a Waterford person, first and foremost, first and foremost, sorry, and secondly, as someone who has taught them all as their teacher, and I suppose personally as a teacher. You are a kind of a mentor to these lads growing up, like you know they see you as much as they see your parents. So I think that's maybe where the bit of emotion came from him. But massive for Watford Hurland to realise that look, lads, we go up there on the biggest day, and if we are two points down, look what Bally Gunner did. Never give up on it. We we have the hurlers to do it. Trust the system. Trust the system. That's what they did, and you know it it, it really has paid dividends for them. Yeah, a huge congrats um, to the men in black and red. Um... I suppose it's nearly overdue for you, but at the same time, no one will hand it to you, and you had to go away and get it on a day where maybe we, I felt anyway, that they possibly could win by four or five points, that they, they were more balanced and Crow Park. But of course, the Warriors that are down in Belly Hale, just 20 miles down the road, which is gas too when you come to All Ireland, isn't it? And next thing the crowd is already 20 miles down the road, you're meeting them. But that's, that's, that's just, just to stick with Waterford, lads, to bring it on from that. And we go back to Saturday night, we take their league. Um, as it happened and date wise and, and time wise, but go like because you won't be saying too much about this match, and it's more worrying for Leash for me, like to ship 731, you know, and for Stephen Bennett to get 3 8 and put your man top of the table as well. Um, <laughs> he's, he's captain, but like there's there's a like fantastic as well. And Derek did give it up to last night as well, but men that got two cruciates and you could say would you give it up like imagine people around his club and, and he, maybe even his family no i'm not saying they did but saying jesus tight you know forget about that old thing like see the burka back again lads they're building a fair squad like cal has a fair job ahead of him trying to pick this team for championship if people stay fit and the gunners lads come back in and commit first of all uh steve o'keefe would be one i'd be saying Stephen, come on this thing is over in July if we get to the final, you know, and uh, you can give it up again. But there's a fair outmount of talent the way Gleason is hurling, the way Bennett is hurling, you know, Callum Lyons has to come back into the game. Uh, they have a couple of more injuries as well. Uh, Jamie Barron hasn't played yet. And no, like, no. as pound for pound, they, and Limerick still, they're not yet to 13 for nothing, but Watford are going to have some selection headaches. Yeah. They, and you know what they like they, they have been there like they've been to the Munster final they've been beaten they've been to the Ireland final they've been beaten they have a lot of hurt built up in them I, I think but Shane said they want to go about Belly and TJ but about Belly Gunner actually winning the Ireland club and winning it in a tight one against the Kilkenny team I think that'll send a good vibe through the country I think Liam Cahill will be really really happy but I also think the players in Waterford if they start to believe in themselves that to me could be the single most important thing. Um, you know, there'd be fierce rivalry in Waterford amongst the clubs now. And, yeah. you know, and, and that uh, probably is in Galway as well to a certain degree. But the minute you walk into that dressing room down in Waterford now, it is a Waterford jersey you're putting on. It's not your club jersey. You know where you're from. And all the, your teammates have, your, have the respect from where you're from and what you do for your club. Once you're going that Waterford door, you're now a Waterford player. And I think Liam Cahill will get he'll get more out of him again this year. And I think he'll get more of him out of him. The fact that Tip had come knocking at his door looking for him and he's 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 stuck with Waterford. I think that was a great sign from Liam Cahill and his management to give Waterford another goal when his own home county was looking for him. And I think 
if the Waterford lads will put it together, they are going to be a match for any. Like the championship is bubbling up massively now because you know we've seen and we we touching the Galway. I think we've seen what Shefflin is going to bring to Galway, and I think Cork. You know, after the hammering they got in the final last year, you know we are looking for a response from the team. I don't think you know. Look, and no respect to disrespect to your own county, they like you were shot a lot of players the first day, but like there are there's a another test coming out against Limerick in a couple of weeks' time, and I just hold fire until I see that game to see where Cork are at. But the start that they've made to the league. Does put it, it, that is they've got off to the right step in my opinion. The question is, are they going to be thrown off offline now by a bad result? That has been one of the criticisms. I'd, I'd have to say that they can get thrown off very easily. But let's, let's discuss that maybe in a couple of weeks' time. Maybe you know. Sorry, yeah, I thought we were too, but sorry. <laughs> somehow it always lands up. Yeah, it always lands up. Yeah. I just, just think that the lead fixtures, the lead fixtures for Liam, the, the next water fixture. Is a way to Antrim, so he's able to give the Belly Gunner boys a couple of weeks off, right? And then he's got two lovely fixtures at the end of the league, where they basically have Tip at home, and then they have Kilkenny away. So to finish in touches, I think he'll be put into his team. So it's just falling nicely for him. They've got the nice results, I say, away to Dublin, good win over Leash as expected. But there's no doubt the, the personnel you called out there, like tied the Burke back playing well or back to his best, would be a massive. Plus for this team, like there's no doubt about that. One of the best on his day, and I, I just I can't get away from the belly gunner team. They've been the first team to do what they did, the bounce and train, and the bounce when those lads pop into training in in, in Watford. It, it's going to have an effect, and I, I I think you can only be positive for them. Yeah, and um, does not look as we won't be blowing them up too much after two rounds of the league, but just the whole overall thing, and you're looking and trying to pick a Watford team in your head. And you're saying, Pooh, that won't be easy. They'll, there'll yeah. certainly be five good subs. You know, that's yeah. that's and that's what everyone's after. Yeah, poor old Brian Lohan. And like it's you know, we're going to be bottom in the Munster League, we're going, probably going to be relegated in the in the National League. And so look, but you know, just to see <laughs> Mr. Tony Kelly warming <laughs> up there yesterday. I don't think yeah, that's that. like, we'll get it, we'll get it. But just to stick another little pin in the cork balloon there, and and Jocks or James O'Connor, mighty man no mark. And I love like Shane said. I love these interviews, but I got a text during the week from one of Mount Leinster Rangers' finest. Um, I won't name him, but he's the man that wanted to get the Paddy's Day, if you remember him in the dressing room on the AIB ad. Uh, great guy. Uh, but he was saying, we ran about Tommy Mullaney last week leading Nace to the All-Ireland yeah. Club. And he says, Dale, do you know much about this man? I said, ah, well, I knew he was over here anyway. He said, um, came to Mount Leinster Rangers. They'd never, ever won it. Six, six. Carlo Championships. They've never won one now, bear in mind, right? Uh, three Leinster finals, two intermediate and one senior, two All-Ireland finals, won the intermediate and got to the All-Ireland Senior Club final, Paddy's Day, right? Uh, where Portumna, no less, beat him. Carlo under-21 manager for one year and won the All-Ireland B. Clara, Kilkenny and Hoagie told us this last week, two Senior Hurling Championships. Shell Milliers Wexford, one Senior Hurling Championship. Glenmore, Kilkenny, one Junior Championship. One Leinster Junior Championship, one All Ireland Junior Championship. Nace, Kildare, two Senior Hurling Championships, one Leinster Intermediate, one All Ireland Intermediate. All of the above between 2006 and 2022. 
That's fair shooting, lads. I thought he was going to be 100 years of age, at least. But I <laughs> he's, don't not, he's, he's, he's fresh yeah. enough looking, I tell you. If he wants to come up to Clarecastle there and, and give us a hand, we, we take him on for the year. <laughs> Jesus, I tell you, that's some shooting, isn't it? Some fair, one, uh, yeah. Hats off to Tommy. Um, obviously a legend around, down around that area, anyway, the Carlow, Kilkenny, uh, Wexford area. That is, that is some shooting. Um, yeah, so that's Watford. We have him in the all final now. And... Um, I thought somehow that TJ um, in the Gaelic grounds, and you were in the posh seats again now, obviously in the middle, in the green, fluffy ones, you know, JP's ones. Um, you were there, and obviously JP tried, to buy, JP tried to buy the horse off Mark uh, on Saturday evening because he always he always looks out for a well handicapped one, like, you know, and he listens to the show regularly. I know that, like, JP yeah. and, and Jerry, and Jerry, when he's not playing the pro am golf over uh, in the States. But, lads, you saw where we were, TJ, with the RT thing. We're kind of behind the goal. But um, it's it's actually an incredible place to watch the game from once you have a big monitor behind you like we had. So when the ball goes up to the Innes Road end, you, you can, can turn it. to the monitor and see the finer details and your replays and everything. But Jesus, that's to be behind that goal there and to see the physicality. And I did say it. I know I said it to people, but I said it to Cusack. I said, Augie, I said, it's often to be getting old, kid. But I don't miss being out there now. I wouldn't like to be out there now. And he says, "Are you going there?" I says, "You only send that in your in your fifty-something-year-old body." He says, "When you're near here, there you'd love that." I says, "Go away, will you?" Just, just get out in front of your men and stuff, and and, and launch the ball long. But the hitting and the banging and the Jesus, I I'll just say one thing after uh, Connor Whelan, lads, is a street fighter after because there was a few rocks in the second half in front of us, and like you would fin. And you had Dan and Nash and you Burns coming back and he was inside under him, banging his knees off him, arse off him, hips off him, and still coming up for more. Like, and I tell you, um, it was some game to watch. I for me, I know I was there and I was up close and I was in Ennis yesterday and watched everything, but like I thought it was a level above anything else I saw. And I know you can't judge judge the Cork game and the Waterford game because they were they were routes, let's say. And I really, really enjoyed the second half in Turles. It was a great second half. And everyone was giving out about the first half, listening to Milan on the radio on the way out the road, trying to get out to see the missed, missed 10 or 15 minutes. But he was saying it was a challenge match field. But just there was no challenge match field to the second half in Turles. But like thought the Limerick Galway led match was was nearly like the pitch a little bit soft, TJ, as it as it can be this time of year. Great summer field, obviously. But um there was a championship kind of bite in it, like you know, and even in in the bit of analysis we were doing, I said, there's some league get matches, you go off on the bus and you say, well, once we play okay here now and don't get a hockey or anything, go home happy, there'll be other days we'll meet this club. But sometimes these league games, TJ, as you know, on the line, managing, you, geez, you, I want to win this now. And that that match, 10 minutes into the second half, got like that, didn't it? It did. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll come to the cheap shots, your buddy, Don Lowe, had it, the Lord Hegarty, in, in, in a few minutes, right? But no, I, I knew really the Limerick crowd are up in the arms. I, I, I will. I will. Would you get a Gareth Escott for him to get back to the car show? I'll co- come to him in a second. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Delo. It was bru- it was brutally physical. Like from, from the word go, even the crunch and tackle Joe Cooney had and Willow Dunahoo and Willow Dunahoo's shoulder is injured and he was a big lass, two, lim- two Limerick out of that middle third. Um, no doubt about it, you'd have to admire the way Galway fronted up here. Like in terms of the physicality they were able for us, there's certainly one of the teams out there who's no doubt can match Limerick physically. Um, they got their matchups right, uh, tactically got it right, and the game was 
bubbling nicely. Now, the sending off definitely had an effect on the game. Remember, could goal up at the time, and it looked like as if it was going uh, down the stretch. Was it was early in the second half, I suppose, in terms of who would have won the game. But Galway were definitely impressive. There's no doubt they're the middle line, like Dahi back at full back, like Garod McInerney. Jeez, he's a tower of strength, you said there, the other coming out. He's fitter, he's fitter than I, he was in three years as well, Tito. I think so. And I'm, I'm going to say the same about Joseph Cooney. I think him in the middle of the field, they lot. Maybe you were, maybe you influenced him in the, in the, in the short time you were in, in, in Sarah. It didn't seem. Him, him in the middle <laughs> of the field, he's definitely leaner. Like he chipped in with three points in play. Like they now have Jack Hastings, and I, I know he might be still a bit raw and stuff like that, right? but some, a guy that you can do something with considering the other players that they have. Um, we all know what likes of Conor Whelan can do, but I think Cahill Mannion in, in a further up role again adds something more to the attack. I know he's played a bit of stuff in the middle of the field, but chipped in with four points in play. Parik Mannion definitely getting back to where he was a while ago as well. They have a lot of players here, Galway have for sure, and yeah, I, I suppose. You would have looked when Limerick went down to 14 men, they would have went, wanted to win down a minute. Just a couple of things from the game. And we'll talk about Finton sidelines in a second as well, which are just bonkers. One right, one left, one from outside the middle of the field. Uh, Galway, scored ten, Galway scored 10 no, points. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Galway, Galway scored 10 points from outside of their forwards. Joseph Cooney got three. Ronan Glennon, who was impressive in the middle of the field, mm. the other got two. Uh, Fenton Burke got four, and Johnny Cohen got one when he came on. But I also thought it was a major factor, and I especially to credit Henry and his tactical team behind him for this, was on the 58th minute, the game was tight. I think Limerick might have been a point up to Brian David Burke, right? And you could clearly see the structure changed, right? They got everybody to mark up tight. David Burke, he didn't sit like a sweeper. He was the extra player, right? But again, they don't call him the king for nothing. He was over on the left-hand side of the field. He shut out the space for the out-ball to Galan straight away. I think he was directly involved in definitely three or maybe four direct assists. He gave a great ball to Cancuni. They worked a shot free, but he's used to the ball. He went long when he had to, he went short when he had to. I just thought to close the game out in that last, I don't know, six minutes or seven minutes injury time. In the last 15, 16 minutes, like Galway's used to the ball. Again, like Belly Gunner, it was process driven, it was cold, it was impressive, I have to say. Conor Cooney as well, Chisella, he landed some monsters, I think, at the 45 yard line in the freeze. So, a lot, a lot of positives for Henry there. Yeah. yeah. Conor, like, it, 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 it's interesting to use the Conor Cooney and, and um, David Buck there, and Dahi Buck, now the St. Thomas's lads, TJ. Like, David Buck has definitely a part to play in the team. The biggest question whether it's be staff now, whether it be coming on. With that, you know, when the fizz has gone out of the game, maybe with 15 or 20 minutes ago, he, he's a great leader, isn't he? David, David Burke. Like in, 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 in Thomas's uh, macro, they call him the king. And as I said, it's because of his leadership and what he says is goals, in fairness. He's brilliant with the youngsters. He's brilliant with the underage in the club. He's an unbelievable leader in the dressing room and has been for a long time now. And his influence around that Galway setup, I'd say, is just invaluable. And that's why Henry would have gone after to have him. And I don't think it makes a difference mainly. He's a huge amount of miles in the clock, given what he's done in the middle of the field. And Shane will know that better than anybody than what he's done for Galway in the middle of the field. He's just a Rolls Royce of a player. Unlikely that 70 minutes would probably be within his grasp, I would say, in the championship now. But whether it is a starting role to keep him in the game, or a closing-out role, there's no doubt you will see him in the championship. He has a part to play, and, and that's that's the beauty of the panel, isn't it? And for, for players that, whether they're young or old, is what, if the management can say to them, listen, you have a part to play 
in this team because it's a team game we're playing. It's not an individual thing. This is a team game. You just hang in there. We know you have certain abilities that we want you to bring to the team and we'll make the decisions, but you as a player, just please come train and give your all and we will we will find a spot for you at some stage, whether that's starting or whether it's closing out the game. And Shane, um, we we'll go back to you now, TJ, and I know you have a couple of things to get off your chest. Um, from a Limerick point of view, Kylie, Kylie, Kylie uh, good interview last night. He's always straight shooter, Neen. We, we speculated last week, um, taking off Aaron Galen at half time, just off. And I love Galen as a forward, now don't get me wrong. I'd be critical at times that he doesn't maybe show up uh, on given days, but Jesus, when he shows up, like he's something else. And Kylie then declaring afterwards, Shane, that he, he'd be three quarters happy. Last week, he'd be only one third happy, but this week, maybe he'd be three quarters happy. Yeah. Is it ominous looking like when all here goes sending off at a huge? We don't know who to win the game at that stage because it's very 50 50. But uh, and I thought Galway used the extra man very well, as, as but as TJ said, when you bring on when the king is bringing on the king, it's a good sign. Yes. But for Limerick, <laughs> yeah, for Limerick, um, it's beginning to come together. They're a bit behind the yeah. chasing pack, I'd say, but beginning uh, to come together. I think I think the people who think there's a crisis in Limerick are the people who think that Henry Shefflin is still playing himself intercounty. Like they, I don't think they know much about hurling. I don't think there's too many people in Limerick. TJ talking to a few of my 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 college buddies or a few of the lads there I know from Limerick. The, the, the real hurling people. There's no crisis here. Uh, I think last year in the league, TJ, you played five matches. You 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 lost two, drew one, and won two. The one the two you won were the last two you played because. I think John Kiley knew that it's coming to crunch time now and I need to get my best team. I don't think he's anywhere near his best team. Um, I think I, I think Tom Morrissey is still finding his feet. I, I, I don't think he's anywhere near the his championship level. Um, you know, Shamey Flanagan, fine. I think if the road, you know, and you're, I know you want to talk about the middle lads. I think if he was going to get sent off, the time to get sent off is now. And he, I'm sure he had a word. I, I found it ironic that the first person speaking to him when he sat, who he sat down beside was Caroline Currid. So I'm sure she was straight into him saying, look, we need to move on. We need to get over this, and I'm sure she she'll have a good chat with him. You know, Garrod is he's a professional guy, but look, it, it it probably was something that was coming. Maybe you know we've we all get a bit hot and heavy. Garrod is Garrod is key marquee guy. Everybody wants to hit Garrod no more than everybody wanted to hit Paddy Mara for us lads, and you know things like that. So you know, eventually you can only take so much, and I I do think it was coming though. But I think if there's a good time to get sent off, it's now. And I'd say you know Garrod the professionalism he showed to get. To the level he's after getting to the last couple of years, he'll he'll review that, and I don't think we'll be seeing him doing nothing like that again. I think for me, Limerick are a championship team. I think they're happy that they've, they've they have their couple of league medals in their pockets. But let's 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 be honest here. If I asked you to name the last ten winners of the league, you'd scratch your head. You know, no more so than asking Mark to name his fantasy hurling team. There, he he wouldn't be too sure of it, like right. But if I ask you to name the last ten winners of the league, McCarthy, no bother at all, lads. We'll 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 rattle them off for the last 50, 60 years, you know, most of them anyway. So I think that's what Limerick are. I think they're a championship team. I think, uh, and in my in my opinion now, and one of my, well, he's one of my very, very good friends, Darry Egan is over Wexford and Henry over Galway. I think both of them have a lot of their main players at the moment as well, in my opinion, that they maybe have 85% of their championship players. So they probably know too, they're two new managers in, they have a lot of their main guys, look at the spine of their teams, they'll feel we need to be winning these games. And, you know, Darren needed to go down and he needed to prove that what happened to Wexford Park wasn't, you know, wasn't a flash in the pan with a lot of his main guys there. And he went down and he did it in Ennis and that was massive for him. And I, I was delighted for him personally. And, and he, I think Henry's in the same boat, lads, as well. Against Offaly, 
he went strong against Offaly because he knows that is the, like no, the worst possible start for Henry Shefflin is losing to Offaly above in Salt Hill. The worst possible start for Colin Bonner would have been losing to Leash in Port Leash. So I think Henry has got the guys. They, they were going for the match. They, they needed the wins. They have the wins, and now they have the they have the they have the public in Galway and Wexford respectively behind them now because they can see that these lads are driving on and they want to win the thing. But for me, I think that there's no panic in Limerick, and and I, and you want to field their championship team and TJ. You have some serious talent coming up. I knew I knew about Adam English, you know, maybe before a lot of people outside Limerick did because, you know, he bet us on his own there a couple of years ago in, in the minors. We went to extra time, but he just different class. Um, you've eaten Hurley from that group as well. You've O'Brien as well. That's going to come through. But Carl O'Neill. and Bit of fair a statement play, night from Carl O'Neill as well. Yeah, wasn't it? I think it was because he had a very yeah. hard time against Galway last year in Salt Hill. You know, a very, very hard time of it. He had a tough enough time with the first uh, down in Wexford Park, but mm. he's obviously born the He's a serious talent, but he really stood up the other night. And look, it was he, he documented it well on the telly there, uh, Dale. But no panic in Limerick. There'll be no worries at all. I'd say it is a more or less certainty maybe that uh, there's a big bike coming and I'd say mm, probably we'll get three wins out of three in the next three games, in my opinion. Oh, that's one for the Rebels coming up. No matter what. Come TJ. You want, to, you, want, you want to say a couple of other things, TJ? Well, first of all, I think Carl O'Neill coming through that brutal physical battle is a major plus for John Kelly. Yeah. He will like that. Like, we didn't have that kind of main access of Declan Hannon at six. We don't know who was gone early out of the middle of the field and Keane Lynch. And without the three of those in any team, I think, like, I mean, it, it's, it's a little bit more difficult. That's not saying anything negative about the guys who were there. John Kelly was having a look. The way the championship is structured, like, we don't know who got an injury on the 17th of April and he could miss two or three games. So from John's point of view, he needs to know who, who's next in line. Um, I suppose, on the sending off, which is obviously key to the game, right? No, no, no doubt, it was a red card. Like, you, you just can't do that in the modern game of Hurling. Uh, Fergal Horgan dealt with it. And I think to be going saying that you could pick five instances where uh, Grohl Hegarty could have been sent off in the last two years, I think that's unfair. I think it's very targeted. I know the All-Ireland champions carry the, 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 the kind of mark on their back to say everyone's chasing them. But like I could pick instances in the other games that I saw, like where, and I, and I don't mean to be picking anybody out in particular, but Walter Walsh's tackle on Cahill Barrett was high, where it was free. Like we're not giving out saying that should be a red card. I saw in the very early stages of the Clare Wexford game where Cahill Malone came in, a little bit clumsy and late, and he slapped down in front of the face guard at the helmet. Mm-hmm. So I think if Don Logue wants to be targeted, and go after someone like Grohl Hegarty, I think it needs to be that across the board and look at all facets of your play. Grohl is a giant, right? Yes, the hurley looks light in his hand, and yes, he waves at the times, but I don't think Grohl Hegarty has hurt anybody in the games that he's played. I think in all the instances that have come across, the referee has dealt with them. I thought they actually you spoke about the, the, the goalkeeper. I think the refereeing did over the weekend was very good. Most referees trying to let it flow, but I, I, I just think picking out him, like, is, is it possible that before that incident, Kyle Hayes was swung out of? Like, these are big boys, and people are saying that they're, they're trying to have a go at him. And that's what you want. Like, Galway fronted up. They did in, look in good. his defence, TJ, I, I, I mentioned my view of the game, where it was from, right? So he was up my end in the first half, as, as in the forwards. And he got a lot of treatment off the ball. Like, you know, he's been dragged, runs, been checked, etc. But I, And that's the point I tried to make Saturday night. It was like, you know, killing a mouse with a sledgehammer. Like, you, you just can't go in and swing your hurley twice across a Phyllis face scout, TJ. No, you definitely can't. But, like, and in fairness to Joe Cooney, demanded he is, he didn't go down. Like, he, no. he took it. And, like, but you could say in a melee like that, right, 
it's unusual to see just one card, right? Um, what I could say is that if you were to be nitpicking, I think Kyle Hayes was fouled before the incident. I'm not even sure if it was a line ball, but that's irrelevant. But I think that Gerard Hegarty reacted to Joseph Coney. That was the reason for him giving Dorley. Like, if you were to be absolutely fair about it. So what I'm saying is, it is easy to go and say, oh, Gerard Hegarty, and then go back and go back and go back. I think for all of us playing, you could go back and pick isolated incidents to say this could happen. So I think what we're doing here, right, is even by us talking about it, is we're probably alerting everybody now. Shane is right. Gerard will deal with this. Like, he is an intelligent man. He will know that people are after him here. But you don't want the edge to go away. Like, these players, Gillan, Shemi Flanagan, Gerard Hegarty, Kyle Hayes, like what they're dealing with. I could come along here today and say that there's cornerbacks swinging out of Aaron Gillan every single day that he goes out. He's a mad man. And that is happening. But, like, am I naive enough? He's really having to look after him. No, he is, he is, he is. Am I, am, I, am I naive enough to say we're putting glasses on that Richie English isn't doing it or Dan Morris isn't doing it? That's just the way the game is. But I, I, I just think that what's happened here, I just think it was very, very targeted. He did deserve a red card in the night. That's just the way it was. But anyway, we'll move right. on. Yeah, well, look, like, the game is manly, as Mr. Cusack would say on a regular basis. Yeah, but TJ, TJ there's no problem with that. And, and we are all agreeing with the physicality. It's the use of the hurley is the biggest issue. And I would say Joseph Cooney hit Garrod Hegarty with a belt of a shoulder. And why didn't Garrod hit him belt, hit him back a belt of a shoulder? Now, he raised his hand and he had his hurley in his hand. And unfortunately, that hurley hit his face mask on a number of occasions. And there's no, we're not condoning that. But like, if you want to get involved in a tangle, do not bring the hurley to the fight. Use yeah. your shoulders, I, I... use your arms, right? And I'd have to say, TJ, Garrod has got away with a couple of close ones. And we know there's one incident in particular and where he swung the hurley across your man's back. Now, I think Gerard McGrath tried to tell us last night that that was a, a hook. And just far from a hook from where I was standing, now, to be honest with it. And Garrod has just, I would say Garrod has been simmering for a while, TJ. And unfortunately, you know, it has come to this that he has got a red card. But he learned from it. And I think there's a clear message there, TJ, for everybody else, that the use of the hurry is not acceptable. And that, that's across the board. And sometimes players are above the referees sometimes that a lesser referee may not have sent them off. And I think Fergal Horgan has sent a clear message. And I think the referees now as well also, from a use of the hurry point of view now, they will send players off if you start raising the hurry. And go back to Shami Flanagan last year when he hit... Was the Padraig Mayor coming out? How heat now? So Glenn got away with a red card last year. Shami Flanagan got away with a red card. And I just think from a limit, and, and John Kiley, to be fair, to remember TJ last year, dealt with that. There was, it's, it's, it's actually repeating itself again this year about the physicality. But look. But, but I, nice I and early, Mark. Really nice but, and early. That's what, that's what Shami yeah. was on about, like nice and early. It's nice yeah. second round of the league. You're sitting down this week with two weeks and they'll be having a heavy week's training this week because I think they're a little bit behind. But like when he's having that team meeting with Caroline Corrid and himself and whatever, they're 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 addressing this now. So yeah, but, this doesn't happen like, in an Ireland semi-final, like yeah. But like I, I mentioned last week, right, about uh, the, the, the physical like one of Cork's biggest challenges is would they be able to go in to play against a Limerick or a Galway on Saturday night? Could they bring that now? And we saw what happened last year when Cork went up to Limerick and Limerick absolutely pulverised them. And, and 
Cork had a weak enough old team out. And I said it last year, if you want to know where you're at, you have to take on the Ireland champions. I think Henry would be absolutely thrilled with Saturday night. And TJ is right. No Hannon. Um, the enforcer in the middle of the field gone off early. But the manner of how he went off, I think, sends out the message as well. I think Ian Lynch is well missing. Like I think John Kiley will still be very, very happy. I think both managers and both teams will have got a lot out of Saturday night. But then for other teams like us or Waterford, can we go in now and match that physicality? Because it is getting away more physical, lads. But sorry, just, just the hurley side of things for me, TJ. Lads have got to go to work today. Broken fingers, all that kind of stuff. They just they need to mind what they're doing with the hurley, TJ. I have no problem with the physicality, but the use of the hurley is the biggest issue for me. I, I go back to what I said. I don't think Rod Hegarty has badly hurted anybody in his hurling career. He's a big lad. The hurley looks like a little wand in his hand because it's so physical. I think he was coming in with the hang. The hurley caught halfway down. It wasn't. A, it was a red card. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not stupid, right? But it was kind of coming in, and the hurley went up. And in fairness to Joe Cooney, he took it like a man. It was what it was. But yeah. I just think you could pick any player. I could give you a player on, on, on any side and say, look, he could go. He could go on a given day. It's getting very hard to referee, and I thought the referees did a good job. And I think referees have done a good job with Brad Hegarty over the last couple of years. I just don't like that it's so targeted. But look, we'll live with it, we get on with it, we'll do the best we can, and we'll rise again. Della. I will agree, John Kiley will be pleased that it was an improved performance. But we, 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 do, we do probably need all those other players back. It has changed from Dello asking me, could we win the league with our B team? I think we got our answer. And I, 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 just, I just think that that we're not as far ahead of the pack as maybe people were making out to be. I just or don't think you'd be, Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think you would probably take an 8-13. But anyway, look, there's, there's plenty to look forward to. I will say it was a great occasion, Dale, big crowd there. The atmosphere was electric. I have to say, in fairness to Spike, he did look after me. And his playlist was excellent. It felt like a concert um, atmosphere <laughs> before the game. The, the, the music was, was, was pounding and... Yeah, the sound system, TJ, if we could kick a loan of it up to Cusick Park, because I couldn't make out what changes, late changes went Cusick Park <laughs> over with the great unwashed. Your sound system in there is unreal. There was some and great God tunes be good, as well, wasn't there? God be good to Dolores, like, but she's getting more airplay as this hurling team started. started <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was an excellent occasion. There there the, some people, yeah, against Mike, Mike Byrne, Byrne, uh, my two daughters are with me, Aoife, and they loved the matches, and... Um, we got into the car park, Spike. I had to lag my way past about three Garda uh, checkpoints and then um, in the back gate and parked. And then I said, Mike, those two be okay to go in. Yeah, they look VIP seats. Now, they didn't go into them. You'd go into them, of course. You'd know. <laughs> <laughs> and come here, Della, you didn't get the same treatment on the Sunday, no? I don't go, no, I bought my ticket off the Ticketmaster <laughs> and uh, paid my 15 quid and the girls paid for theirs and we went over to the standing up uh, section in the park where I you'd learn more about watching matches over there. There's, there's, Shane was different, Shane was on duty, he had to go up to the, 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 the press box um, but uh, that's the place to watch a game in Cusick Park and when we, when we get you out there in the championship and we have all our men back with the help of God and we can bring that bit of physicality in Peter Duggan and Shane O'Donnell and a couple more like that that maybe um, yeah that's the place to be over there but uh, I wouldn't mind being on Juicy either I have to say but Shane yeah, 15, sorry 15 what, what, euros to get in with it 15 yeah. quid yeah and that, that this, this some, another thing that was, some, hey, that was some touch Saturday night 
16,000 people is 240 grand. Quarter of a million for one match. Yeah. Quick match. Good, you know, he's, I tell you, he make up anything like that, Shane. Anyway. You're, when you're, when you're um, selling shares in the tool picker and they're going up by the day, he'll make up 15 quid for lively for you. <laughs> Shane, just to throw that at you, like, you know, do all the great teams, I can go back probably 40 years now, but I couldn't go back in detail 40 years, but I can go back maybe to the Cork three in a row team because that great Clare team that were my heroes, they beat them in back-to-back monster finals. And do all the great teams have to have that bit of an edge do you know i'm trying to think back along and maybe you're saying that cork team mark your team probably had it 99 but the middle 2000s team were more of a running touch team but they still they still mark i'm gonna ask this to shane now but they still brought brian corker up full forward to give something extra and you still had the likes of rock and 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 gardner and pam Mullen and, and all these fellas down the back like so but do all the great teams shane need that like you came across Possibly what's declared the greatest team ever, and is the Slimrick team going to surpass them? We don't know, but there was an edge there, like you know, there was an edge. Like, Asher, sure, look, I, 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 this is my opinion on it. I think all the teams who are most successful have the most limelight shown on them. Like, if 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 there wasn't Limerick playing Saturday night, we probably might there might be as much talk about it, maybe, but because they're so good. And because everybody wants to beat them, you know, the Irish way and the Irish culture is people who are doing well, we want to bring them down as quick as we possibly can. Now, like what, what went back that was wrong. Like there was it, what, what happened deserved to happen, deserved to walk. But, you know, it's, it's just highlighted more. No more so if New Zealand do something wrong. If Richie McCaw did something wrong for New Zealand, it was highlighted more. When Ray Keane, he, he, he was a fantastic player, but a lot of people just remember him for the tackles. Like because, oh, yeah. you know, United were the best at the time. Shocker. So I think, Shocker. I think you have to realize that. You know, <laughs> all these teams, are the things that happen, the bad things happen are probably highlighted a bit more than, you know, the teams who aren't as successful. So that's my opinion on that. The other thing to talk about, did did I, in my opinion of playing against them, they are the greatest hurling team ever, uh, collectively. Um, like, where did, did they live in the edge? I put it to you like this. Michael Fenley put up a tweet recently of a hurley that he wrote, that he had just had for the clash. So, like, I remember standing beside Michael Fenley, who was a phenomenal beast of a man. You know, he like I think he was the start of this new generation midfield type hurler. Now you have the likes of Will O'Donoghue and, and these kind of guys who, as you said, Dale, I'd, I'd be afraid to play into county hurling now at the moment. I, I'd be afraid I, I wouldn't be able to go anywhere on the Monday. Let You're alone not long gone, kid. And I'm not long gone, but I tell you, I had, I think I had the smallest calves, smallest legs ever in inter-county hurling. Like, so I, <laughs> I'd be like someone in the primary game trying to go up against these boys. But Finley, Finley had this hurley for the clashes and I like, I remember just one of the All-Irelands just looking down beside it. Like, as I said before, you would not use this yoke to bait cattle with. Uh, it, was, it was a rotten looking hurley, so it was. And I think one, I think a few of the Kilkenny boys actually signed it messing this so one night. He put up a tweet of it recently. But like, you talk about living on the edge. Like, if that's not living on the edge to say, I don't care if I break this hurley. I, I don't care, Shane McGrath, if I break this hurley, shame across your leg and throw him. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to do that. Like, I had my lovely hurley with the new grips and the... The oh, boss sanded and everything ready to go. I wasn't. I, I, I wasn't believe in our tip man and our tip man not being ready for that. Like, come on. Yeah, but we were lucky. We were ready. But then I think I always laugh. Like, the one one guy's job for them matches was to give Michael Fenley his hurley after throwing, and you'd, <laughs> he'd be over at the other side. And his job was throwing is done. The ball is in play. Bang trade in, and Michael Fenley gets a good hurley. And you would have seen a few Dublin boys there. would have done it there with the graphites as well. I think. Yeah. You know they would have had a bad hurley. For the Dwyer, that was the other tip, man. Yeah, so well, you know, but like I'm, I'm trying to say that if that's not, I'm going to go to the edge here. Maybe sometimes you stay over it, 
loads of times they stepped over it. So we all stepped over to try and have a bit of success, let's. You know, yeah. we've all, like, well, I can only speak for myself. Colin Lynch, all, Colin Lynch used to have Conor Lockman, Jura's son, ready to come in with his good hurley after the throw-in. Yeah, um, you Con- know, Colin and I got, like, few, I, Colin had a few famous throw-ins, obviously. I did, uh, he did, and I, I never really witnessed any of them because I think he was kind of coming towards the end. Maybe he didn't want to be killing lads, but he, like, I, I remember in the 08, most final he was there, and, like, oh, he's so madly, like, as well, and some tank of a man. But, like, look, I think, I think all successful teams, lads, go to the edge. They do step over the line sometimes, but it's because they're so good. It's because they are the best that we kind of maybe highlighted a little bit more. Sometimes they're wrong and they deserve what they what they get from it. But I look just to, to not to be baiting on about this. They'll 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 they learn from it and they move on. And I don't think, in my personal opinion, I don't think you're going to see Limerick get another red card this year. Yeah. Okay. Well. You never know. TJ's not too sure. <laughs> the I just think the way they the way they play, they're always going to be susceptible to it. There was one point I wanted to bring up, and I kind of said to you on WhatsApp last night. Mm. Uh, the role of the mayor Forna, I think the GE are missing a trick there. Like we have Richie O'Neill and Paul Kinnerk, like the fourth official is trying to bandage them to the stand, and he's trying to make sure they're not encroaching. I think that like what those guys do on the field, week in, week out. And then they're not allowed to step up to meet their manager and they're trying to be pushed away by, by, a, by a fourth official. I think it's a wrong move by the GEA. I think it's part of the game. Can I respectfully coach. say the main reason it went was your performance as the Muir Forna in the Galway Club Championship. And again, and again, again dealt with by the officials at the time. <laughs> I, 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 I just think it's going dealt to Dealt with by Big Barry Cullinan. Big Barry, exactly. Barry Cullinan. <laughs> 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 Big Barry in oil. But you legged it. <laughs> I just think it going to a match that you like to see the shenanigans and what's going on in these guys. And I, I, I just think banishing them for the stand, I, I, I just don't agree with it myself. I think from a GA point of view, we don't want to be soccer where there's a manager standing with a shirt and tie on the sideline. I think I'd like to see the Mayor Forna back on the sideline. And again, in cases where it happened to be Limerick on Saturday night, when you're down a player and you need to reshuffle the pack and stuff, it just becomes very difficult. So I think that the Mayor Forna should be reinstated to the side of the field. I My say opinion. bring back Tom Ryan with the suit on on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. That's my lovely bit of Limerick Cam. TJ, uh, was there any bit of action on the sideline on Saturday night between Kylie and uh, Shefflin? Uh, there definitely was a couple of verbals, like, and, and, and no doubt about it. Uh, Henry wasn't happy about a couple of decisions, and John wasn't happy about a couple of decisions. But that's hurling. That, in, in fairness, he was all. Very, very straightforward, but they, they, they were back in their team, as you would expect as managers. But um, I'm just saying, I, I just think that we're, we're taking away a little bit from the game. And like you go back to the likes of maybe Dan Shannon or The Rock and all these guys. And, and, and like, I agree with I you. Just, I, I just think we're, we're, we're missing something. I, I wouldn't yeah. like to see that, yeah. that, that, that stay as part of the future. Yeah, especially think, now you know, with the water breaks gone, you, you probably yeah. do need Paul back in the pitch. Like. Well, we do. And that's a smart point of view. But I'm just saying, I just think going forward, the GEA, like I think, Delo, if you were training the team and you were the mayor for and you have been there with, let's say, with, with, with teams in the past, I, I just think, like, a fourth official telling you, you're not allowed onto the sideline. I think it's wrong. Yeah, I, Tell think, me, I think we are missing will, a bit of a trick. Why not? Will, will, can I, will he be able to run out with the little graphics board, though, the smaller version now, when, he's, when he goes onto the field, like? Will he be allowed to do that? I wonder when he's doing the bare form now. Well, if you're not going to follow the, the egg, as Della said, no, very shortly in two weeks' time, you can come to Limerick and you can have a look for yourself. Yeah. Will we get the soft seats again, like the <laughs> on the night? I, I'll, talk, I'll talk to my people 
And if you want to be invited into the soft seats, Marco, I'll get you into the soft seats. Well, TJ, like, you'll get him into soft seats all over the country and he won't even tell you whether the horse is off or not. Like. True, true, yeah, true, true. You know what I mean? Fair, fair point. Now, do you know what we'll do now, right? We'll go to Limerick now next Saturday night, right? And we might go to Morty's afterwards because you're promising it. You're promising I don't know with two years, like, I tell the daughters to drop you in and we'll drop you out. Again, a bit like your team, yeah. We're playing on Sunday week at 245 in the Gilly Grounds. It's two weeks' time. Yeah. (laughs) We couldn't even have it on a Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to the Saturday night anyway. The the Clarecastle senior hurlers are having a little bit of a bonding day, I think, in County Galway. We're going up playing an old game, I think, and they might be a stop in in Gort or somewhere on the way back. And just that's the end of it. Then they want to have another drink until the All Ireland Club final. <laughs> if they're listening, I'm serious. <laughs> anyway, um, that's the quote of the weekend it has to be from Mr. Don Law Cusick. TJ you said <laughs> he said he said um after Belly Gunner beat Belly Hale, he says, This certainly join a bad week for cats. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> reference to the West Ham center half. <laughs> Zuma, yeah. Zuma and Ruddle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very like, good. Uh, it's very good, and it, it continued on to Torles yesterday, lads. With um, Tip pulling out the win, I really enjoyed the second half. Um, I presume you were watching Shane. You were probably caught in the road, were you? You would listen yeah, to Joe Milan yeah. and, and Parry Lodge. Um, I know, and when you know, when you hear Milan, can't make something exciting. You know the forecast yes. is bad. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. like, like and from like, talking yeah, Barry, to people, there's not a feel, there's not a feel of a challenge match to this one, like you know. <laughs> you know when you hear lad, you hear lad do the commentary, and he's like, oh, "So I go on there, no? <laughs> like these, this must be brutal." And I got like I I I recall when I got home from talking to the people who were at it, the first half was brutal, and I think it was a kind of a both teams are trying a system. And kept breaking down, and everyone in the crowd was like, "Will you just hit it in?" And this isn't working, and but. Like more so than Belly Gunner, you have to trust the system. You have to trust the thing, the process they're trying to get to. But look, it probably was one of the most boring first halves in typical Kenny terms anyway. You know, we usually we're, it's fairly exciting. But look, uh, completely, no more so than what was down in this now, in my opinion, Dalo. The second yeah. half was a completely different game. I think yeah. in stadium was a different game. What will what'll Bonner be happy about? I think he'd be very happy with how the, the lads responded after, after it was a Tiger Dwyer got the goal for... Um, Kilkenny and Parik Walsh, uh, who that's I think that's a little debate to be had as well. As well. where is this man's best position? Four points from play, centre forward. I, I, in my opinion, he's one of the top defenders in the country. So, like, what do what does Brian Cody want from him? Does he need him scoring more, or does he need him to try and tie down a lad at the back? Because, like, you know, Niall Brazil offered Jo an awful lot of space there. So, look, that's something for another yeah, but day. The, but the only thing with that is, from their point of view, like when when Reed Mullen Cody come back there's so many yeah. more options above like yeah, so maybe yeah yeah but still if it's yeah. working for a fella like that him at center forward if he can notch three two three four points mm. again yeah, more so than his brother like you know yeah. uh, oh. it show, shows how class a hurler he is i think that yeah at, at yeah. his ease he's scoring four points i thought it was very interesting Shane, that the, Shane, Shane, yeah. most of those good hurlers in the past could be in the back some points <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was waiting for that one <laughs> The versatility was your was uh, yeah, yeah, the biggest downfall, I think. But uh, <laughs> the uh, to say that there's only there was only twelve starters lads between the two teams from the 2019 final, I thought was very interesting. There were seven on the tip side and five on the Kilkenny side, so it's new new teams, you know. And I think people, maybe from a tip point of view, it's like we forget that 
maybe this is what we have now and we're trying to build on it like you know and maybe expectations have to change like when you're when you're starting again because people are saying i wait till we get party back oh no wait party's not coming back i wait till brenda comes back no brenda's not coming back bubbles we don't know you know maybe the secret of fatima might be solved quicker i, I don't know what bubbles you know is he coming back you'll give him a ring there or something will you yeah well you know so uh, uh, like you know we, we we had we had ronan on the pitch yesterday and we had Jamie on the pitch towards the made end a huge so, difference ronan you know he did ronan the catch he made there to score like ronan is he's, he's another level he's He'll be a great captain for Tip because he'll do his talking on the pitch no more so than his brother did. But like, I I think Bonner will be happy with how they reacted. You know, Barry Heff nipped in with two points, which normally Paddy was kind of doing um, from from the half back line. Yeah. I think the way we're trying to play will suit one player in particular very very well for us. I thought he's, I think he's been outstanding so far this year, and that's Cahill Barrett. And I know we're talking about players playing on the edge. Jeez. He does. But I tell you lads, Barrett loves being on the ball. He has so much self confidence and belief in himself, but he backs it up. He backs it up with performances. And I think the way we're trying to play, maybe get work the ball out, will suit Barrett. I thought he was outstanding yesterday. I really, really did. He was actually brilliant against Leash as well. A lot of people don't know that because yeah. it wasn't really too much shown. He, he, he's, he's at home. He's really enjoying this system of play at the moment. Um, you know, Kilkenny had 11 different scores as well. So I think, look, all in all, like I think, I think Bonner's delighted to have the two wins from two to beat Kilkenny at home. And as I said, to get the reaction they did, not to fall away after Kilkenny made the big comeback. You know, Jake is starting to show in a good bit of form there as well now. Jake, Jake Young Morgan, Morgan looks looks good. looks to part to Connor Beck. Jake as Morgan well. is at home there as well. He he's very comfortable on the ball no more so than Barrett is. You know, um, I said Barry Heff was good. The boys midfield are doing fine. Alan Flynn's doing fine. I just think that people need to realise, Dale, that we don't have the world uh, of lads to come back. We're yeah. we're kind of. This is kind of what we have now, maybe 85, 90%. Bar, you know, maybe hopefully Bubbles will come back soon and Shannon will get back to full fitness. And, and you know, Noel, Noel is only on his honeymoon a couple of weeks as well. So, like, you know, and, and, and John. John. But, you know, still, we kind of have maybe 70, 75% of lads and you throw those guys into it as well. That I just think that maybe the, the perception that, you know, we, we need, we should be winning Dal Ireland. I, I don't think we should be winning Dal Ireland. I think that we need to be realistic as well with. What is success for Tip this year? Success mm. for Tip this year maybe is get to a Munster final and be very, very competitive at, at, at All Ireland semi final stage, in my I opinion. And maybe not everyone would like to hear yeah, that. Well, that's, that's opinion. Just two things on that, though. I, I, I do think you've an awful naturally gifted players. Like, I mean, honestly, I really think Jason Ford is stepping up as a real leader now. And I had my doubts, but I believe JO's problem maybe was he used to get very nervous before the games and that kind of thing when he was younger yeah. and you yeah know, but like the, the less free even somebody him up with five from play five from freeze in, in a dog yeah. fight like that it became i just think if bonner could settle on the right with the two mcgraths back let's say uh ron and obviously starting um maybe shamey maybe maybe shamey kind of in a david burke sort of a scenario now yeah, with, maybe, coming yeah. in and, but if he could settle on the right like in loving the way jack morris is starting to motor and take on leadership and i just think <laughs> And I think, and look at uh, ambitions for any team. I think you have to be in the tree in Munster first, which is, the, you know, you could say win the Munster, get the fine, be in the tree. You know, that was yes, Kylie's yeah. way of kind of in 18 and 19, like get into the tree. And and that's going to be back again to an absolute, you know. That's um, brilliant this year. You know, it, it people will be writing off Claire at the moment, but I think with Claire with a full team won't fear anybody too much. Now, Limerick obviously are, we still all agree, are ahead of the posse, but I think they'll say with everyone else, we match them we mightn't have the depth 
and we see that yesterday with, with not being able to bring on too many subs until very late. Will, but Will's Aiden McCarthy. Aiden. Yeah, is it? He's the, 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 no, the he looks like he look no, unless they go very deep into the year mark, it looks like he's not going to be back. But I mean, the biggest thing yesterday was Tony doing the full warm-up with the team, Tony Kelly. Uh, for me, like, geez, everyone was talking about, is that Tony? Is that Tony? <laughs> and, you know, he did, he did his own. I was in good nearly, and he did his own one as well. First of all, right. uh, sprinting, and he was moving well now. And um, and then I think Peter Duggan is back training, hopefully Shane O'Donnell very soon, you know. So John Condon lads showed flashes in the second half at full forward that he's getting there. That match will really stand to him. So, well, let's look. We'll talk about that in a minute. Kilkenny lads, forward, Jesus. Yeah? Kilkenny, they're never bad, are they? Like it just it looked like tip were gone from them a couple Incredible. of times. Yeah. And yeah. Walter Incredible. coming like, on, lads, was the was the catalyst. Larry said it to me the thing is Walter coming on, like he kind of just said, and like I think the whole dynamic about it, it's still going back to maybe 19 with with the, the red card uh for Cahill and and, and um Richie Hogan and and on the, that incident, like I said, the red card for Richie. Um as soon as Walter came on, like it was nearly where's Barrett? <laughs> You know, and, <laughs> and it kind of like know. a Deegan is some warrior, like and and Hugh Lawler, lads, full back or centre back is really and brilliant. They, they have a lot to come back as well, and and there was a lot of names we never heard of before, hardly in it. And there was you'd be right them off at times, but then they're defiant to the last. I was going to ask you a question here because he's a fair man for stats as good as as, as good as anybody. Has like any intercounty team produced as many good backhanded hurlers as Kilkenny, and how many has there been? <laughs> It is incredible, isn't it? It is, yeah. Sure, I suppose you've you've Wally, you've uh, Taggy, uh, who am I? TJ Reid, TJ Delaney, TJ is lefty. TJ is natural kitog. Yeah, Larkin, Larkin was natural kitog. But again, but again, some of the new guys yesterday are the same, aren't they? It's bad coaching down there, lads, is it? I said a good few of the new guys yesterday seem to be backhanded as well, didn't they? Yeah, did I like and it's, it's it's obviously working for him, you know what I mean? It's definitely, it's definitely working for him. <laughs> and you know, you'll be trying with young lads then to try and say, Oh, you need you have to do this, or you know, you have to do that. And you're just kind of going, Well, you know, if that works for you, go yeah. with it. Like, you know, we all we all like to play a bit of golf, but I'd say none of us drive the ball, have the same standing <laughs> over the ball. But if it works, it works, you know. So I think, yeah, it obviously yeah. is working for them lads. Liam Sheedy's drive and and Finton. Finton Burke sideline balls like <laughs> I think I do think the sideline should be worth two points outside the 45 lads. I know I know you're not fans, but I think I think it should be worth two points outside the 45. Well Patrick so. Mulcahy, you're a killjoy quoting rule 2.49 XYZ saying that it's illegal to tee up the ball on make a divot and all this. And I think most people say, Well, you're just enjoy the skill pair, but he's a rules man, Marco, isn't he? Oh, I love the rules. I I had him I had him here on Saturday night and um, he brought that up with me. I said, Will you go away, will you? I said, He's sick. He's only putting his foot into the ground. He's only getting a small little bit of toughed up, like, you know? Yeah. It's um, I tell it, any player that can hit the ball off the ground and score points, it's unbelievable. Like, and I go back to Eamon Ryan's story years ago about the golfers. They get a tee to put, to put up the ball. They're 14 different clubs to play the ball. And then you complete silence when you hit the ball. And then you have our hollows. It's incredible. Eh? So yeah, it's unreal. I, I we're, we're living in an era of just outstanding talent from goalkeeping to shame. What he said about pinged passes like 40, 50 yards, no straight to hand, like the sideline taking, 
with the free take and like to be honest any any inter-county free taker now if you miss a free from any part of the field now it's going to be considered to be a poor miss like from a free taking point of view so the, the standard is really really high does Finton, be up there, does Finton be up there in Thomas's TJ hitting sideline balls before training an hour before training because like just hit one off one side and the other off the other side and put the two of them to, over like to be, to be fair to the boys they'll be always like like any club team they'll be outside they'll be having a cut off each other and little bets and all that I think Bisto owes me a couple of bad there, Brendan Farrell, because we had a bet there one day, because he told me that he could follow Conor Cooney and, and Finton and do the same as they did, but no, he couldn't. He couldn't. He should have he known better. Andy Fiverr. <laughs> what, what I was going to say to you, yeah, was for Finton, to do it left and right is probably as unique as you will find now, Shane. I haven't seen anyone do that oh, before. Yeah. Like Jason know, Ford. Yeah. Jason Ford is unique with his free taking left and right, but off the ground, sideline-wise, I've never seen anyone do that before. No, yeah. what did you, with George or Kenning was it? Finton Burke, the electrician, is <laughs> lighting up the Gaelic grounds. I thought it was a good one. Uh, uh, I, I, I think it's some skill, lads. I, I don't know. And a lot of people are against it. Someone say, Oh, what about a lad who catches the ball and there's lads hanging off him? And I'm like, Well, the ball is in his hand, like he's striking the ball from, from his hand. Like the, the difference between striking it from the hand and striking it from the land, as the fella says before, I, I don't know. For me, I think if it's outside of 45, uh, if for, for what Finton Burke did the other night, right on the midfield. The, at the open stand side, like just lads, a lot of lads wouldn't puck it over, you know. I, I, I think it should be worth two points. And then someone said, Oh, if you lost an All Ireland to it and if you're a pint down, jeez, I mean, like, I mean, lots of people, lots of people lose matches to penalties one on one, free strike of a ball for 21 yards out. I think it should be, I don't think it ever will be worth two points to lads because I think I, I people lost, will say it's I, I, it's unopposed. I lost, but I lost a minor final in Clare to Connor Cleary hitting one, something similar as a minor. And uh, no, at one point was enough because it was a drawn match uh, into injury time, clearly. And I said, not so bad, a line ball. And some of our lads were roaring that it was our line ball. And uh, I said, look, it's a line ball. I can just deal with it when he hits it in and we clear it and we get a replay. Jesus, next thing this York started sailing. <laughs> and that was it. Nearly were champions. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, good win. Good win for Colin Bonner. Uh, Cody won't press too many uh, panic buttons yet. But um um, he'll he'll like him to be having the belly hail as and be hard for them to pick up the pieces straight away as well. We went about maybe the belly gunner fellas and find it easier to go back in, but I suppose, yeah. Ennis as well, then Shane, you were there, you're the bird's eye, uh, up above in our massive stand. Um, terrible first half use of the ball, terrible. Our puck outs yeah. improved in fairness to ever Quilligan. I was a bit critical here of him last week, but. It wasn't his fault. He pinged the ball 70 yards to lads and they dropped them off their hands. And, no. you know, it was just fragmented. But, and we'll say, um, what, our Wexford should have been further ahead at halftime having played into the wind. Um, but whatever Lohan said at halftime, we got a great second half out of it. And we and bringing in Patrick Crotty alone. It's just oh, brilliant. 19 years of age. Like he's, he's just a throwback, isn't he? Just... He's I like, uh, he's like your, your farmer teammate, Dale, the Connor Clancy. Was it the claw? Did you call him the claw? No, class, yeah. Class, I actually, I actually played interforms with him one year, and I've never worked a day in my life in the same place as him. But sure, that's the way these interform the teams get picked, you know. So I, it was an analog or someone like that he was working with. But uh, I think Crotty was a real throwback with the socks, the old, the old school blue socks pulled up to the knees, yeah. you know, uh, But I think the crowd love him, Dale. I think when he came on and didn't know what was he going to shoot, is he going to throw it out? He made a couple of great catches, but like he scored one point from play with the wind. He scored uh, eight points against the wind. 
with a yeah. one of your stewards come up to me and say, that's the scoring goals there, them goals. And I said, there's, oh, there's, there's a hurricane blowing down the road. He goes, I'm telling you, that's the score goals. So we were on the radio, right? And you were after maybe getting the sixth or seventh point. Donlin, or John Conlon maybe got one. He goes, and he roared, didn't I tell you they were the scoring goals? <laughs> I know, I know, it's wrong. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I thought much improved second half, but massive win for Wexford. Massive win for Dara to go down yeah. there. Fortress Cusick, he talking to you during the week and you know Wexford always find it hard to beat Clare they have over the last two years and to go down there and although Davey reminded us last night that they've won in the league there at the last two years the although they were knocked out of the, the championship by Clare in, yeah. in the last so, two years yeah <laughs> but I thought look uh, we could look you, you know all the, the who scored what the O'Connor brothers between them scored uh, was a 1-13 one, 1-14 one one what about Rory O'Connor so, uh, Rory was serious 1-4 like they 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 have they have a kind of a system at the moment. I, I don't think they have a, a sweep an out and out sweeper. Dio Keith does drop back and cut off space, mm. but I think they they go short to a certain zone and they want to get it in then a good quality ball inside. When they did get it in, O'Connor he scored one four from play. You know Rory Hayes had his hands full with him for a little while. I thought Rory Hayes was brilliant in the second half. Paul Flanagan the same. Um, you we know, have got Rory O'Connor. Hayes on him all the time though. You know, yeah, the legs yeah, on Paul for Rory's faster like. And even Connor like Cleary, Wexford, I thought Conor Cleary did a great job from, as well, full back. On, oh, on Conor look, like. look, look at the way Wexford went away from launching ball in there because yeah. Cleary was winning them, snapping them, throwing them out to the boys. But I, I look, I think it was it was it was a great, it was a great win for Wexford uh, to go down there. I think you know they're they're going to Galway now, knowing that they don't have to win, and it takes a bit of pressure off them going up to Salt Hill because they have their four points. But you know, I, I think on from from your side, Dale, and I know the lads will probably feel the same. Like your your best players were in tracksuits poking around in the field after the match. You know, like some of your best players, Peter Duggan was poking around with David Mack. Tony Kelly was there. He did his he did his bit of a warm up. I think Shane O'Donnell is so important. She I think he's equally as important as Tony Kelly is to you. Um, you know, get John Conlon back another few games. I think when you have everyone on the field, have all your best team in the field. I think your own club man, Keen Galvin, was named as twenty five there yesterday. Played a bit of Fitzgibbon last week, didn't he? So game, he's man. going to be he's going to be a big push on. But I, I, I Mark Rogers and Shane Meehan were, were really good yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Rogers from the freeze scored ten of them. But I think Shane Meehan, if if you get him into a bigger pitch, I, I know you love like Cusack Park Fortress Cusack, but I think Shane Meehan it's is the more same size as Crow Park and Torles. Ah, stop with that, Jesus! <laughs> it is. It's there's no way, there's no way anyone pucks the ball as far. In, in, I'll send you I, on I the think, chart. I'll send you on the I chart. It's bigger than the Gaelic grounds. I think it plays smaller though. I think it, it plays it does smaller. does because the crowd is on top of you. Like. I thought Lachlan behind the sidelines there years ago. You know, you I did. Man. That has happened a few times. That has happened a few times. The footballers regularly, regularly bring him in about four yards. <laughs> I have a very interesting question for you now, right? On the black Why? card. Claire were three points down, right? Mm. Right? David Ryan makes a brilliant run on the outside, right? I'm not sure now who, who had the ball who tried, who tried to make the pass to David Ryan, right? So he was professionally fouled, so the pass didn't go to hand, right? But it's not. It was a definite goal-scoring chance, but it wasn't a black card. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the incident? Like near the end, now is it? Yeah, near the end. Yeah. Yeah. It was Carl Malone was fouled, is it? I think it was Carl Malone. Yeah. He was just about to offload the ball to Dermot Ryan, and he was fouled, and then they put the free over the badge, bring it back to two. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying in terms of the black card, it looked like it was definitely a goal-scoring chance. But it wasn't the yeah. actual guy who was getting the ball was fouled, you know that way. Yeah, I think what's happened there, lads, with the black card, and we were, you know, even last week, the two Dublin ones are very doubtful if they're black cards. And that's hard to believe now with the goalkeeper taking out Jack Prindergast, Mark. 
because there's three there's three specific rules. Just looked into it a bit more during the week, right? It's a pull down, and the goalie didn't actually know he held him, but he didn't pull him yes. down. A careless use of the hurley or a trip with the foot, the hurley, or the hand. They're the three criteria. And even the first one with Keno Callahan going across to Colin Dunford. Like he just charged at him with his chest and knocked him. We didn't pull him down. No. Should the deliberate stopping of a guy from like I mean, we none of us would argue that the goalkeeper coming out, taking out Jack Prendergast shouldn't have been a black card and a penalty. But under the terms of the law, it should have been a yellow yeah. and a 21. Would you believe that? And I think that is the case. Like, and I don't think that was brought across properly on maybe on the Sunday game. So just to, to say that, like that 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 should be included, obviously, to deliberately hold up a player in, in when he's yeah. in a perfectly good goal scoring position. And they've also now this, you know, Don Logue referred to that like this 25 yard, um, this this 25 yard imaginary line from the sideline. So we say half what what they have now. It's not there's no lines there, but what they have is kind of halfway between the umpire and the corner flag. There's a line there. It's coming out to the 21. It goes across. It goes around the semicircle, back in and across to the other side. And this is the area, TJ, that they're saying that's the foul zone. If you're taken out there. Not over on the side of the Mackey stand like last year in the Munster Championship, yeah. Jake. <laughs> I don't know you have to go, Shane, but that's I think they're trying to the refs are trying to make suggestions, and I think they're finding it difficult maybe that that law they shouldn't be listened to a bit more. And um, I see what you're saying there, TJ, but I'm not so sure it came in under those three things, you know. I know, I know, yeah, yeah. But I said there was a goal scoring chance there, and he was fouling, like, so I said, it, well, it was certainly going for a goal anyway. They were certainly going, going for a goal, goal yeah. anyway. They yeah, yeah, needed a goal. And, and there was a few given out in the park as well that Mark Rogers didn't go for the last puck of the game, didn't go for a goal chain, but sure. Did he ask did he ask Cullum Lines? Was he was it was he going to get another puck? Because we were confused about it as well. Four points in it. Like was yeah, it for he, a score difference reason or I, I don't know? Yeah. Really. I think it, I think it might have been from Brian's point of view, but I think Mark Mark's face in the camera oh, yeah, close yeah. up last night was bemused that he thought there was going to be another play, but um so look, it's just one of those things. We weren't going to get to play anyway, so we'd have been beating a pint yeah. if he stuck in the top of the net. So, yeah, yeah. you know, um, look at Shane, you have to go, I believe, have you? Yeah, it's a lad, yeah. You know, duty calls go, here. So go back to, in and do a small bit, will you? Again, lads. Yeah. you? can't just tell him put down the heads like in sleep for two hours. We're 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 going strong with the confirmation practice now at the moment. We're looking forward to the bishop Good coming man, in on, uh, in uh, on <laughs> March the eleventh. So <laughs> and, Shane, and Shane said. Shane said, Tip her back. Don't forget. Tip her back. You <laughs> wouldn't give us one of the songs for the choir for the confirmation day there before you go, would you? Um, I think On the Wings of a Dove. Will you there sing you it? Go. Give us the chorus the there, will you? Wings of a Snow White Dove. I think, Mark, Mark Landers, you might know it, would you? The Night Out, yeah. Morty Brown. <laughs> we, we, you can give it to us. I read right. a couple of uh, pints of chorus, I think, Shane, before I'd be able to sing that one. No bother at all. We're actually looking for a few for the choir for the confirmation day, Mark. So if you're available on Friday, Mark, you'll we'll we'll travel, we'll travel with invitation. Well, Shane, between Nace and Maidan and Huntington and Weatherby, he's everywhere at the moment. The man is like the Holy Ghost. And that's what you're bringing into these children now in a few weeks' time, or the bishop is anyway. Landers is the same. Good luck, kid. All right, lads. Good to talk to you right, again. Talk to you Cheers, lads. We're going on today, but I knew there was a lot to talk about, and, and I suppose Landers topping the, the the 
fantasy league like was always going to be a major talk. Hey, come here, listen to me. Well, Go back to your house, Marvis. We forgot to say now about the line coming in from the sideline. I think there was somebody suggested that last year as well, like you know. Was that you again? So, I can't help it, Dela. I can't help he's it. On a ro- it's got to be practical. He's on a roll, TJ. Yeah, he's on a roll. He's yeah, lads, big, uh, I, big I, wins. Dela, as you know, as Liz Howard will tell you, everybody is listening to the podcast. Like, Liz, I just Liz. couldn't leave it. She got a bit upset with you, didn't she? She did. She, were, gets ups- you know? she gets upset with me regularly enough, Mac. I don't know why, but... She checked right. me there last year at one stage. I, I used a bit of foul language on the show, and I suppose we shouldn't, but uh, I think it was no more than a, a reference to God right. in another way. But Liz didn't like it either. So, look, sorry, Liz, yeah. I don't mean to offend I, you. Great I know you were making you. your debut. I know, in fairness, you were making your debut for the Railway Cup and stuff, and you were a bit early, but you look, yeah. a couple of lads that from Tipperary were well experienced, and a couple of all Ireland medals in their pocket, I'm sure. They were, they were probably after a hard week's work, they went to a couple of points, in fairness. So what else I, was wasn't, doing? I wasn't bitter coming down the road, Mark, there, a few of mine, because uh, they know who they are. And Liz, if you think it's rubbish, they know who they are. And none of them <laughs> rang me to say, Dale, I wasn't in the nightclub <laughs> in Carrigdale. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. begrudge them going there either. Look, uh, but yeah. anyway, Liz, relax a small bit, will you? We're <laughs> having a bit of crack about that. Um, Liz, we, we'd have to, uh, we mentioned Waterford, we'd have to mention Cork. I suppose, or else TJ, he'd stay on, he'll, he'll, he'll ring us back later on. <laughs> um, Markeen, Marco, Markeen. Yeah, in. forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. played a lot of it at wing now. Mm, what was your yeah. assessment? I suppose, I think they're looking down the track is probably what they're, what the, what's, how are they going to use them, right? Um, you have Kyle Hayes, and I, I, think they're, I think they're looking at the bigger picture here. The two, the two twin towers that have Dermot Burns and Kyle Hayes, you know, that you have to break down that Limerick half forward or half back line with your half forwards if you're going to have any chance of beating them. Um, he's very quick as I, well. I think he's plenty hollow now. But he's very he's, quick he's, as well. Huh? Like, he's very quick. Like we say, if Kyle Hayes goes on a run, he'll catch him. Yeah. He's lightning fast. Yeah. Like, I saw him. He took yeah. off there one move. Jd Mac. Yeah. It's... But I always thought that we had enough forwards there down through the years. And I'm just wondering, do we need them? And we were always saying that we had a problem with our backs. So funny thing is, after the weekend, having seen a couple of clips of him, I actually, you know what? I'd like to see him playing full back if I was actually going to pick him at all. Because I think that's, that's the one area that we might struggle. And he has pace. Downey slotted in last year at full back and was great from a hurling point of view, but he was caught for a bit of toe. He'd do fine in the wing. John Melrick, plenty toe, but lacks I liked physicality. Him Clare, but I liked him against Clare, yeah. I liked him against Clare, John Melrick. John Melrick. Yeah, but he got turned for the goal, Dale, very easy as well. I just think, I think your fullback needs to have a fair bit of physicality. I think they have two. I, I'd actually like to see John Melrick playing cornerback with McKean fullback and Sean O'Donoghue in the other corner. I think Niall O'Leary is a, is a good hurler, but I just don't think he's aggressive enough. I don't think he's your Sean Finn. He wants to play too much hurling, and I think you have to have a bit more scut than you to play cornerback. So he needs nope. to add that game to him. To, to, I just, I'd be concerned with your fullback, in my own view. I think Tim O'Malley, Mark Coleman, some fine. Um, the Downey, I think Downey will come in in the other wing when it comes down to it. I think now I, I'd like that six back soon. 
He's the team pick, yeah. TJ, after Offaly and the Clare B team. He's a picked. Well, 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 well Kieran Kingston, I hope you're listening, Kieran. I hope Ma- you're listening, Kieran. Yeah, what, what Max just said there was the only team to have one area of concern. Just one. Mm-hmm. So they seem to have everything else sorted. So, yeah. And well, maybe maybe, maybe I, Mark Keane is the answer. But I, um, Look, I, I think he obviously gives us options. There's no question about that. But I, 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 the three fellas turned up at Forrestal a number of years ago, nine years ago. Matt Coleman, Dana Fitzgibbon and Shane Kingston. And thankfully all three now are still playing. And I think all three are taking leadership roles now in this court team. I think Matt Coleman getting the captaincy has really set him alight. We still don't know when you come up against the Keane Lynch, what's he going to do? But maybe part of the problems Cork have is because in the past, their backs were a struggle that we just weren't good enough at the back and he had to sit there. But maybe if we got to a point where you had each individual back being able to hold their own with anybody and going six on six or if it's four on four or five on five, that Matt Coleman, do you know what, if you come up against Keen Lynch the next day, you will have to go with him and sit inside in his boots because do you know what, the other five fellas will be able to protect the house. So yeah. that to me is the fundamental the first question. Like we put up big scores in the last two games. Patrick Harvin wasn't playing and Jack O'Connor wasn't playing. So and Robbie Flynn, okay, it's that adjusted it, but like I think I think we have enough forwards without having Matt Keane up there. So there's a big question mark still there as to where's the best place to play him. And for me, if I was picking the team, I'd be putting Matt Keane fullback. In fairness to Kieran Dello, he's having a look at least. He's, he's yes. trying to make a fullback. He's brought Marquine in. He's plenty of young fellas given chances. He's yeah. definitely trying to change things up, Mark, but to be fair to him. So definitely. I like to think they, 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 they'll come out the other side, but haven't looked at everything anyway, to be fair. We, we know yeah, a good and, bit and more today, a fortnight, lads, and we're back, though, yeah. won't we? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the big one now for me because there's no doubt Limerick are going to come with all guns blazing now because there's a spotlight on them. They've lost two matches. They're down at the bottom. They can't afford to lose a third game. There's actually a lot of pressure on Kieran Kingston last year because the team he brought up there last year got hockeyed and he threw a lot, of, a lot of fellas in under the bus. Like So I think Kieran, I think he should be playing his best team against Limerick the next day. But I, I, I just, I can't get away from the fact that Matt Coleman, Dallas has given and Shane Kingston are now starting to become the leaders that we always thought that they were when they were young kids, which is a big thing. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. TJ, we're, we're going well over time, obviously, and there'll be lads saying, I listened to an hour of us first and then I listened to the other 45 minutes or whatever. Um, just from an awfully point of view, Leash, we touched on to frightening for Leash, conceding 731, but from an awfully point of view, they're doing an awful lot right. Like Michael Dignan has made a huge, great appeal of mine now and I'm not just trying to blow smoke. He's done, you know, we know Shane Lowry coming in, sponsor, the footballers, John Mahan, Tommaso Shea. Mick Finley in, they've won the Christy Ring, they're back up Joe McDonough. But you know, when you do fall back along my TJ, it is a fair ladder to climb out of, isn't it? And now yeah. I'm very I'm very conscious that Claire need to go up there the next day and win in Borough. Like maybe still minus all the, those people I've talked about that are missing. And awfully will obviously say Claire down the bottom as well. If we could win this one, we'd stay in division one on the head to head. So it's a it's a worry because Claire of Limerick and Galway to come after that. And, and that's a show yeah. we'll have too many back either for any any of the league. But it is it, you know, you just see the defensive side of Cork four goals and how many more chances of goals. Um, mm. And obviously, Owen Cahill got a fantastic goal. The goal Super of the day was Owen Cahill's. Yeah. yeah, great player, great striker. And even Brian Dignan, I thought, you know, a great bit of aggression there in the first half. But 
God, it's a, it's a worry. Like, I mean, even from a clear point of view, when our minors are beating 40 points last year. No, no, look at we are buoyed up again, I think, by Flannan's winning the Harty two years ago, then no COVID and then Tulla. You know, we think we, we you know, we are hopeful that there is a fear. And Terence Fahey, who's managed Tulla, is managing the Clare 20s and hopeful that he can put those, you know, two Flannan's Tulla teams with very separate guys, you know, guys from one side of the county to the other side of the county that, that will come through. But from the awfully point of view, it, it's a, it's a long way back, isn't it? At fitness and strength and conditioning alone, you can see the contrast, can't you? You can. And Michael Dylan again, as, as chairman, he, he he's leading the charge very well. Dylan, we've touched on this before. The game is moving at a rate of knots. It's a very, very high standard at the moment. Like in terms of what's going on, like in an intercounty team today, from the coaching, from the man management, from the, the mental side of it, the strength and conditioning. If you leave two or three years, go here and you fall down, right? The climb back up is huge. And it's, it's a tough education. No doubt they're heading in the right direction. Everything has improved. And where Michael Fennelly got them to where they are today, it's, it, it's been a huge step up. But again, the step up again to get to be competing for Leinster titles, it's, it's, it's probably the same jump again. But to give, credit, give them credit, they, they are doing it. They're definitely heading in the right direction. Yeah, they might have a couple of more tough days, but they have to stick with the plan now. They've got to keep at it and, and, and keep going for it. And you've got to keep improving that underage and keep making things happen. Because as I said, like we're talking about looking back to, we'd love to see maybe a 15 and 15 game where everyone stands in their position and puck outs are looked. Like unfortunately for people, them days are gone, guys. You won't have them. You might as well stop giving out the world and stop lumping ball. The use of the ball, the transfer of the ball, the system, and as Mark touched on, where Mark Coleman picks up Keane Lynch, where he sits in the pocket, you have to buy into it. And in fairness to most teams now, that when somebody comes in as coach and you try to buy into the system that suits your team, they do try to execute it. You come up against good teams. But to go back to the point is, you have to stick with it here. You have to keep going after it and keep trying to make those improvements year and year. Awfully, stick, stick to the plan. James Maloney always says it here. Stick to the plan. <laughs> They will, and they will, and they will. There's good guys driving us, and uh, look, I, yeah, I, I, I'd be, I could say more about, it, but I'd be afraid to before um, the play clear. <laughs> just, uh, I was going to touch. Let's one thing as well, like this Ticketmaster thing is just crazy. Let's, I, like I'm trying to remember my Ticketmaster password yesterday to buy my ticket. I tried three different passwords. I had to get, set a new password. I'm thinking of older people who are not computer savvy. I'm not that computer savvy. I get a lot of help from home. And but you can go to a Sintra or a Super Value and buy your tickets. Let's here in Clare, like from the outskirts of Inish, when you get into the Kilmele Parish, right? Great hurling parish of um, Kilmele up into Ina Kilnamona, who are providing, you know, Leicester's County finalists. There's a, there's a Super Value or something for sure in Inish Diamond, where Cahill Malone is originally from. Like, how are those people supposed to go and buy their two tickets? Like, and and they're relying on neighbours and nephew. Like, we need to come up with something. I think Larry's after saying there in the comments, he took him twenty minutes. What did he say? Put the address in three times. And I know Adrian McGrath there was saying, is anyone else having problems here trying to buy a ticket for for this match, lads? I was clear of Wexford, and mine came through fairly. But again, I had to reset my password. I just think, like, unless we can make it a bit simpler for people to buy buy the bloody tickets, we might have to look at going back to a. a, a you know, even a card turnstile where we want everything to be accountable. Fair enough. We we would have feared yeah. maybe in the like, past <clears> there might have been a so, bit of skullduggery, but we want okay. we, we want things to be easy for people to get to our games. 
Right. So you can go into the shop with your Visa debit card up to 30 euros and it's done automatically. Why can't the GA do that now? And particularly Torres now, lads, because TJ, you and me were at the Kilmallock game, weren't we? Kilmallock and um, no, uh, St. Thomas's. No. Wasn't there a Thomas problem with tickets as well that day in Torres? And so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not picking on Torres now, right? Because this could be happening everywhere. But well, how you was, can the problem wasn't with tourists, they, they were fine. The problem was with Ticketmaster, I think. And, and I think yesterday right. again, did I see something that Ticketmaster was down worldwide or something for a period of time or something? So that it, it was the online system was what which we, where the problem was. But was like, like the question the key question is is do we want all these t- tickets to be pre-purchased or do you want a facility on the day where you decide two hours before the game, no one to rock onto the game and you can just go in and pay by card and pay by cash? I agree with Dale. It, it, it should be simple. There should be at least one or two styles there where you can pay to go in on the day. Like I, I think it's a very simple facility, really. Well, we all know how good Larry Ryan is on a, a computer, uh, all of us, and the stuff he has to edit out of this show at times. <laughs> but it took him 20 minutes to buy his ticket in the dorm in Torrellis yesterday, probably having a snaky pint, Larry. And, you know, he put in his address three times. Like So that, we have to come up with something better than that, lads. So we'll say that, we'll puck it out, we just give our opinions here. Um, you know, we're not trying to dictate any laws, we give our opinions. TJ wants yeah. to wear four and a back. I want proper pe- people to be able to go to a match easily. As I said, there isn't a centre or super value in a 30-mile zone there in that area of Clare, hurling stronghold, part of Clare, Ina, Kilmon and Kilmaley. So hold on here, like, you know, we, we have to make it easier for people to get to the, our games. Now, can, can I just mention one thing? I went, yes. I went, you know, I went to the rugby match two weeks ago. We know. And, <laughs> you're you're ticket, freezing the there. You're freezing. Nothing wrong. The ticket was bought and the barcode was scanned to my phone. And all I did is I walked up. There was no one at the gate, just a scanner, put the phone on it, and the gates opened. Was that corporate? No, no, no. Stand. Normally <laughs> stand. Yeah. But still, it's a spend new Aviva. We are look, look, and we just have to invest in places like like Torles and and Cusick Park that we can do it. But still, Mark, you still had to get barcodes. Like, there's people out there are not savvy enough to be able to get download I, that. And 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 I and I understand that, right? I understand that. And there is an age group then, Anthony, right, from probably 30 years of age downwards, and that's easy peasy to them, right? Because 100%. that's what they're doing all their life. And unfortunately for the older generation, right, it's no different than they're going into the bank in the past. You're queued up, you met the teller, they took your 20 quid, you lodged it, right? You can now go to the self machine, you put in your card, put in your money, and it's done. You don't have to meet anybody. So And if you were a bit shook on a Monday, if you were a bit shook on a Monday in the bank and you knew he was a good old hurling man, you could keep him at the counter for about 20 minutes chatting about the match. <laughs> it was like it was like a podcast before there was a heard of podcast on it. Come here, what did you make your man in goal? Or what yeah, yeah, yeah. And the queue building up and the girls looking across at you at the counter. So would you ever take the next and you're, and you're yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good old days of banking. I still think, Mark, you know, I know my 94-year-old father-in-law probably drove in yes now I'm not certain but he will he'll drive in in the next couple of weeks anyway into Cusick Park tough man like for him now to be a, like the lads will buy him his tickets you know yeah. and, and and his sons and daughters are great team and they'll buy him his tickets but if he was if they hadn't you know just say he had three kids now he's lucky it's, he's, he's a lot it's more not ideal 
yeah, no, if you two children and they were both had immigrated to one to Australia, one to America, and, and no neighbors around him, and I just don't think that's that's what the GA like. Banking has gone to that, yeah. Mac. You know, and let yeah. it go to that. And we, we, I know. Look, my two ladies have no problem downloading their ticket, but Larry couldn't download his ticket. You know, so yeah. I just think yeah, we need yeah. to up our game on that. We need yeah. to go as well. Uh, need to go. Fogger, yeah. Fogger. I, 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 I just want to say, couple. lads. Cup one thing as for me, I, the goalkeeping lads gone to a new level. Every every county, every club team now nearly has a goalkeeping I, coach. I'm sick of listening to goalkeepers. Or Morph made a bit of a mistake. He doesn't make too many from puck out. <laughs> the save he made though from Jake Morris and near the end of it. Brian Hogue, Brian Hogan save. Full lint. Ever Quilligan save and the goal still came off it. Mark Fanning. <laughs> John Condon must have, must have gone up to him after the match and said, Jesus, Fenning, well, you don't come up here no more. He saved three point blanks from John Condon. Alan Nolan save above in Belfast. Uh, go back to the club finals. Stephen O'Keefe and the goal still came off it. And, and Dean Mason made another great save in, in the goal. And, and I'm probably leaving out a load of other good saves. But the level of goalkeeping, lads, hats off to you. I don't know, you weren't always my favourite people in the world. But hats off to you. Yeah, just, you, you, know, you might be you might be over as a bit there. I'm kind of half listening to seeking this to the goalkeepers union and keep yeah. on about it yeah. and on about it and on about it. I still die. No, fair play. Credit where credit is due. Brilliant. Yeah, it's just Hello, so we'll so the, the steps and the hand pass. We'll come back to them on another day. They're definitely yeah. going to be an issue coming down the track. Goal scored. Even one scored against Limerick last week, and we weren't making a big deal about it. But that's the way we'd be just getting on with things. Um, unbelievable weekend. Lannis touched on there for me the weekend. The GA, the Mount of Hurling on the weekend, the access that we got to go Saturday night to see the game on Saturday, to see the couple of games yesterday. GA TV to be able to see all these games coming down the track. That's definitely going to happen. But I suppose you saw the weekend, everything over the weekend, like I had to wear my RTE hat here now. You saw everything over the weekend, like you wanted to see. You saw all the great highlights two hours last night, like. Yeah, yep. it's like, only when that football league is on we have problems. Yeah, that's probably a Okay, but anyway, it's coming on the track. Poor, weekend, poor old no. Joanne and the Tyrone. Jesus, you, you dismissed for fairly quick, no, late there, huh? I don't care about football in this show. It's, yeah, well, look, Joanne must come in. The Tyrone footballers should be looking at this tonight as if they would be and feeling sorry for themselves. And that, it's two different. Like that match is held up for nearly ten minutes with fellas MMA. Choking each other in the ground and stuff. I don't know. Like I, I didn't see the comparison, but look, Joanna's top class stop. The drenching she got below on three the previous week and spilling with the umbrella over him. Like where would you get like you're at Taylor, does the weekend belong to Desi and his magic and the boys from Belly Gunner? Or does it Harry belong Ruddle. to Harry Ruddle? Or does it belong to 370 pound Marco? I think. It's a toss-up. Both entitled to go in and enjoy Monday evening. Jackie, get out your best guna. He's bringing you to Castle Master to celebrate for Valentine's. He, he's <laughs> going to buy the wine. He's going to get up the glads in the morning, bring up the school, let you have a lie in, Jackie. He, he's he's cock-a-hoop he is this evening. So get it done, Marco. Get it done. The fantasy, boy. The fantasy. Honda Queen. Number one. <laughs> Number one, lads. On the Queen. Right. Yeah, you'll call, you'll call the championship on the toothpicker now once <laughs> once he's going well and he's he's let off the leash. Go on. We'd be half the day. Mick Shea again will be outside. He, he, he we'll say knocking in the window. A point in the small one. Alliance. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues.